I don't know, man. I don't know where the line is. Maybe we can figure it out tonight. Uh, we don't need to. That's the we don't we don't have to. We don't have to make it that complicated. Who gives a do fuck, we? man? Nobody cares as long as it's delicious, right? Yeah, right. Ah, yes, it is Lopez Radio on a on a Monday night. I am Lopez. You can follow me at Lopez Radio wherever. Um, this is episode three eighty four with my good buddy, longtime pal, Banshee Radio at Banshee underscore Radio on Twitter. While that's still around, yeah, yeah. It's, and I think you even got Banshee Radio on, uh, on what is it, Bumble? No. No, it's a Hive. Hive. Not Bumble. <laughs> God, you're going to get me in so much fucking trouble. I am not on Bumble. <laughs> if you see anybody who claims to be Banshee on Bumble, it is not me. It's not the truth. But you should definitely go out on a date with them. No, uh, <laughs> definitely swipe. There, is it right? Is it swipe right? That's the right way to go? I think so. I think we just swipe left on everything. I don't know. What's I, your dominant hand? That's the way you swipe, right? I don't know. Is that how it works? Or is that masturbation? That's that's masturbation. Oh, and that's the non-dominant <laughs> hand because the dominant hand's on the mouse. Come on. That's bud. right. That's right. You have to have control of the clicker at all times. Anyway. On Hive, Banshee Radio. Yeah, yeah. Banshee no Radio, underscores. No underscore. I'm on counter social. I've been looking for like someplace, another island to land. Mm-hmm. But I realized I didn't make it to Twitter from Facebook until all my friends were on Twitter. And I was like, that's like a lot cooler place to be than where my parents are. Yeah. Because like I'd be on Facebook and I'd be like, what the fuck is this? And then my dad would call me and say, hey, could you just like not post the word fuck on Facebook as much? <laughs> and I'm like, could you turn the fucks down a little bit? <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Come on, old man. <laughs> so, yeah. So then I was like, I'm just going to go to Twitter because nobody else. And then I just stopped using Facebook altogether and. So I've now decided that I'm not going to leave Twitter until somebody cooler than me finds a cooler place to go. And so now I'm just trying my best to find out where they are because I'm really, I really, really want just the username Banshee. Yeah. I mean, of course. Like, right? Of course. Just like I want the name Lopez. It's never happening. Yeah. Never happening. You want it though. Right. So like you're trying to keep your ear to the stone. Like maybe, like maybe you'll get lucky. I mean, Maybe. But like, here's the here's the other thing. Like, it's the fact that now you're so deep in, right? You're I'm not so that deep in. Well, I'm so deep in. Like, everything's branded Lopez Radio. Like, everything's yeah. You're branded. pretty you're pretty deep in it. Yeah, I can't I can't really do anything about it. I'm adjusting something real quick. Right, but that's like that guy you had. That's like death. And like at some point in time. Yeah. Like. Like, the poor guy's going to die in real life, and people are not going to, they're just. They're not going to believe it. Uh-uh. Or is this, like, the best, you know, like, the best bit ever, right? Right. We're going to have a death uh, a streamathon, and it's going to be, like, his significant other that's, like, just torn up and dead, just crying because he's dead. I know this is morbid as fuck, but I think this is brand as well, so he'll dig it. Sure. But, like, he he's kind of pigeonholed himself into a unique corner. It's It's a pretty cool one, though, like. But then I think I think a lot about these v v these VTubers and stuff like that because mm. I really like what they're doing and it's really creative and it's really pushing, and it kind of reminds me of like how we, remember we all had MySpace accounts, yeah, 
And then we took the time to learn CSS so that we could have animated backdrops on our MySpace accounts. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And we could, mine was cooler than yours because I took more time coding into my <laughs> my profile. Look how much time, look at the font, how he changed the font, man. Right. So, and we like, we learned that code so we could do that and be that cool person. Yeah. And so now this, this VTubing is like, I think that's the next step because you see a lot of situations where we don't know how computers work. If I like, work in computers and I barely know how they work. Right. It, it, I mean, that's like the the Rogan sketch, like a, uh, an asteroid hits and all the smaller people die. Mm. And it's like, so then it's like, eventually it's like, hey, we need more of these cell phones. And it's like, I got no fucking clue how to make this thing. Did you, uh, did you ever see, this reminds me of, uh, you, you watch Kurzgesagt on YouTube? No. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Like the little animation, like really well done animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a whole like, uh, what it, like how how likely is human extinction and it actually broke that down like how long it would likely take depending on the amount of decimation it would take to build back to certain points in technological history right right and that shit was interesting because they they were they were like forget you know forget computers and semiconductors and all this stuff let's talk about uh, uh the combustible engine right let's talk about um um just farming like on a big scale to feed a village sure let's, Let's talk about how long that took. Um, so it was it was a very interesting one. I would I'll I'll, I'll link it in the description. It was it's one of the, my favorites. Right. I like that one, and I like the one about uh, the passage of time. Your uh, human lifeline. I've got the uh, yeah the, yeah the timeline of your life uh, poster over there, and it's it's, it's a very depressing poster. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's the beautiful. Best. <laughs> it's beautiful, but it's, it's the like best. but it's like this is the average age where this happens and this uh -huh. happens, and you're like, oh, I'm over here already. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Uh, I've got a coworker who has grandkids, and I'm like, no way, this person has grandkids. Mm. Like, no way, they're old enough to have kids who have kids. And then I think about it, because I'm 40 years old. Mm -hmm. I could have had kids at 20. Those kids would be 20, yeah. and they could have kids. And I'm like. <laughs> 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 What the fuck, man? Well, but, the timing of everything is is weird. like me and me and me and my wife. We had we had kids later, like than most. Uh, I think you guys. No, I, mean, I, th I don't think we're in a bad place. I'm just saying, I think you guys like, nailed it. I, I feel like we did. Like I feel like we did in a way too. But it's weird to think about where certain people that we know, like even you, like to right. know you'll be X age when your kids this age, and like I start doing that math, and I'm kind of like I'm be an old man. The well, old man when she's graduating. Well, I mean, when I say nailed it, I'm talking about like there's married before children and married after children. Yeah. And you can't do the same things. Right. And you and your wife, I think, took a lot of opportunities to go on some amazing trips and do some really cool stuff and and do things that a lot of people can't say they've done. Yeah. Um, And you've, you've taken that opportunity. Yeah. So And then you guys timed it right. Don't worry about it. I try not to, but you know, you you've known me long enough to know that I am the existential fucking self <laughs> self destroyer. Ah. <laughs> I am the self destructor. It's uh right, but I think as we get older, we get more and more valuable things. Yeah. And the idea of self destruction just sounds dumber. Like it's like, I don't have to do that. It does. It do well you before we got started, you were like, I got a piece of marriage advice for you. What was that marriage advice? <laughs> oh, it's uh 
if you have a broken can opener or if you need a can opener. Right. It's, it's a uh, marriage advice for you and your, your advice, significant other. You and your significant other. If, if you need a can opener, go buy a can opener. Don't buy it as a gift. No, don't give can openers <laughs> as gifts. If you need a can opener, go buy one. Same thing with like iron, ironing board, vacuum cleaners, shit like that. If you oh, you're need not supposed it, to buy an iron for a gift? No, if you need it. I don't even care if it's her hobby. Like if her hobby is iron on those little uh, stencils that she gets out of her fucking cricket thing. Sure. Don't buy her an iron as a gift. Just buy her an iron. What if it's the the Roadcaster Pro of irons? The Roadcaster <laughs> Pro of irons? What is, I mean... I would love a Roadcaster Pro 2 for a gift. <laughs> That's my tool. That's my iron. <laughs> no, it's not. It's my iron. No, wait. Nobody, like, uses an iron. Like, whoo, whoo. Oh, man, check out this new iron I got. Can't wait to use it. Even if you got a brand new iron, you're like, oh, I got a new iron. I guess this will make things a little easier. <laughs> and then, But no, it doesn't because you got to learn how, like, you gotta the learn the settings. Yeah, yeah, you gotta learn the settings. You gotta, you see, see. After a while, you kind of know where that fucking dial. And you're like, "Where's my old iron? I just give me a." Yeah, you gotta know where that. You know where that. It's like I know for this kind of patch, I need this dial here. I don't need anything fucking with that. Mm -hmm. Even if you got one that says, "I will scan your patch for you, and I can put it to the exact heat you need." It's like then I can't do my my little swivel method. No. My little swivel method that works. We had when I was in. Uh, so you have basic training in the military, and then after mm. that you go to tech school where they teach you your specific job. And in tech school, there's not a lot of time for, like, discipline stuff. Like, they don't, they can't come into your room and yell at you and haze you because you've got to have, like, sleep, and you've got to have time to study, and so, like, they can't be harassing you You like need that. precision and, and, and like, well-restedness. Right, because you're going to class every day, and if you sure. fail class, they're going to wash you out and give you a different job. And, it's and it looks bad ass. for them. Yeah. So, but they still have to be like hard asses, like keep your room clean, make sure your uniform's in order, shit like that. So they still, they still find things to bust your balls on, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And one of them was the uniform. And it got to the point where it was like, I was either paying $8 every three days to get my uniform dry cleaned, or I was starching and pressing it myself. Right. And so that's what I would do. And the way you would do it is you would wash it in the washing machine, and then you would not dry it. You just pulled it out of the washing machine. You had a top and a bottom. You pulled it out of the washing machine, and then you had a squirt bottle that you put starch in. And on the side of the bottle, it says that it's like you're supposed to mix it five to one because it's concentrated starch. Straight starch. Just straight, yeah. It's, 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 just, it's just mixed concrete. Right. And you would, dry, you would iron like your pants or your shirt and dry the clothes by ironing it. Mm. And then you would completely drench it again by soaking it with starch and then iron it again. And if you did it right, it would sound crinkly like like paper. Yeah. It would sound like you're shaking a piece of paper if you did it right. Yeah. It was the most uncomfortable thing to wear. It sounds like it sounds like you'd be wearing like sandpaper. Oh yeah. And now, and you had like a shirt underneath and you had boxers underneath and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But I mean it was yeah. It was, like, stiff and rough. And then the sun would bleach it because we'd be standing in formation in the Miss Mississippi sun. Sure. And it would just bleach it. Dude, I got to imagine sweat just, just – you're talking about, like, duck head, duck head uh, khakis that are water-resistant. Uh -huh. I got to imagine sweat just, like, was a river oh, down yeah. the leg. 
Well, you had to blouse them into your. You either blouse them into your boot, so you would tuck the bottom of your pants oh, into no. your boot, and then you would kind of blouse it over the top, sure. so it was like that. Or they made these uh, elastic bands, like, and it was almost like a garter. Sure. And you would have it around your ankle, and then you would just roll the pants underneath that. That's to keep it taut. Yeah, I got you. But uh, and so there were a couple of different ways of doing it. But it would sweat would just pool. Because it wouldn't breathe. The pants wouldn't breathe. No, there's no way. Uh-uh. And so it's like sweat, wearing a trash bag. Yeah, so like sweat a stiff would just pull at the bottom on the top of your socks. It's like cutting weight for wrestling. It was uh, in Mississippi heat. It was The only truth advantage I had was that I worked the night shift. Well, I went to school during the night shift. Yeah. So I had two different uniforms. I had one that I would wash and dry like normal, and that's the one I would wear to class. And then I had the one that we'd have to stand in formation, and that's the one that I would be pressing almost every day. I don't envy that. And it was, but at the same time, it was like you just had you had TV on, and like Netflix would just started, oh, okay. and I had a PO box, and so I was on the program where I was getting five DVDs at a time. Oh, you were on like the Mac Daddy program, right? But I could have, like, I could have, A, I could afford it because mm. it was just me, right? And that was my only, I wasn't paying for cable or nothing or internet or anything. That was the only thing I was paying for is my only entertainment. I think it was like 20 bucks a month or something like that. Some, yeah. But I was five DVDs and I could run through five DVDs. Basically, I had it on three and two rotation. Two out, three in. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, and I was constantly going to my P.O. box and rotating them. So I was getting my money's worth. It's good. I mean, honestly, and it was, and I was again. I was limited to being on base, so I couldn't like go to to the blockbuster and and browse or nothing like that. It was so having it mailed to me was oh, I was the best. I would go through TV shows. You know how they have like eight or nine discs for mm -hmm. like a TV series, like uh, CSI Las Vegas. Right. We would just we would put CSI Las Vegas on and just start ironing clothes. Wow, what a what a. What it, like honestly, that's that's one of those things where it it works so well for the for the time that it was right. You didn't oh. have the streaming services, but like it worked so well, and you're like, man, how did? Because I watched that documentary not too long ago about the last blockbuster, and everyone's right. like, how did Blockbuster miss that boat? Drop the ball so bad, and see that people just don't want to leave their house. Like they already like the fact that you're coming to Blockbuster to rent movies is proof enough that you don't want to leave your house. You're leaving the house just so you have something to go back to stay at your house longer for. Right, but I uh, It was its own thing though. It was its it own was thing. A ritual. It was like the ritual of sure, browsing. Sure. And you had like your go-to movies that mm. you would go to if like you couldn't find anything or if you and your brother or you and your sister couldn't agree on what was going on. Yeah, yeah. You had some go-to's and the, and as a kid growing up in the Blockbuster age like the new releases, like half of them would be rated R, and you're like, "Fuck me, I can't, I can't rent those." That didn't stop me. I'm, luckily, my parents didn't care about that, but yeah. But I mean, it was like for me, it was like no. So like your 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 new release was often limited. Right. You could get away with a PG-13 most of the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got older and I could get the other stuff, but and then but like you had so you had the kid section, and obviously you would like from top to bottom, you'd rent them out, so you'd seen them all. Sure, sure, and then you had your go, like you said, you had your go backs. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, what was what was my my go back to? Like, the, some of these were R, but I mean, like Big Lebowski, Beetlejuice was on Be always. Go Beetlejuice. Back. I was lucky enough to have a dad that recorded things from. He had the two VCRs uh -huh. stacked on top of each yeah. other. I was very lucky, so I had I had some of a lot of my favorites, but 
renting wise, always went back to Big Lebowski. Always went back to something like Pulp Fiction or The Mask. Yeah. Or you know any of those uh, like any of the Ace Venturas before I owned them on VHS. Yeah. All those. So if yeah. they, all else fails, I know we've seen it a million times, but let's rent this again. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it usually came down to after a while, it was just like. All right, you pick one that's just for you. You pick, and then yeah. your brother can pick one, and then you guys have to figure out. Like, I was lucky enough to be to where I could convince my brother. I was old enough uh-huh. where I could always convince him on the game we we got. I was, oh. like, I was like, "This is the game we need. This is, this the, is the game. This yeah. is the one. This is why. <laughs> yes, yes, we can play one at a time. We can play. <laughs> we can play. All right, but but we will play. We will play. Yes, we will one at a time." but man i i I don't know man that 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 whole like but it's but having the advantage like i said having the advantage of ship like me being in the situation i was in Mm. having it shipped to my po box like that was just really and i guess if you lived like an apartment complex yeah but how blockbuster didn't get onto distributing dvds like that they just thought like well, I, I mean, they were too franchised, weren't they? It was all franchise, and there wasn't enough corporate. Some of it was franchise, some of it was corporate, but so it was hard to get everyone on the same page. But right. even even the corporate side of things, they were so like we're king shit for so long that they just didn't see Rome burning under their feet. Well, and it wasn't even blockbuster. I mean, there were there was Vision Video, mm-hmm. there was. Um, Video warehouse. Video warehouse. There, it, there were like all kinds of mom and pop video stores that did the same thing Blockbuster did in towns that there weren't Blockbusters. That's true, but they didn't have the they didn't have the infrastructure to make like Blockbuster had just God money. Like they had they had fuck yourself money, right? They had the infrastructure to build something like Netflix. They even had the opportunity to buy Netflix at one point, and they fucking didn't take it. Uh, that's got to hurt. Like well, whoever that guy is, and I think they were they had him in the DVD. Whoever that guy is, I know he doesn't sleep well any night ever, ever. How, how do you think? I mean, what if you were like the the head of Netflix DVD distribution, like you were the vice president of DVD distribution for Netflix? Okay, sounds nice. And then they start going into streaming, more, more, more. And you're like, how can I help? How can I help? <laughs> right. Like, honestly, it's like it's like sure. you, it turns into like, how can I help? What can I do to make this better? Can Cause, we? Because obviously, you guys don't need me anymore. We're not distributing DVDs. What's right? hilarious is that guy is still around, and he's the only guy pushing out the remaining DVDs that. Right, that but they he's still, still the VP. He's still getting still paid. VP. He's still getting paid like like C level yeah. executive. <laughs> yeah, they're they're like they're like he's on the board and everything. Harold has been here from the beginning. <laughs> Harold believed when no one else believed. Uh, Harold told us that Blockbuster could go fuck itself, and I'll always remember Harold for that. He's probably got like 20% shares or oh, something God. stupid. Trust, trust me, that guy uh, doesn't have to worry about anything ever. See, that's that's the kind of guy I want to be. I do too. <laughs> I think we all want to be Harold. Harold. Harold sounds like a great dude. What was that movie, uh, Hudsucker Proxy? Mm. Where the guy shows up and he's like, I got a great idea. Is that what is it? It's like it's a hula hoop or it's a frisbee or it's a it's like but every time it's like he just does that and it's the next big idea. It's fucking nuts. I think I saw that movie a long time ago. I don't remember anything about it. It's um wasn't it all a Shawshank boy on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy Dufresne was in that one, yeah. Yeah. 
before Sha- he Shawshank boy. <laughs> that was before he went to San Juan Tenet, though. Actually, uh, what the fuck is that? That's where he went at the end of the movie. Oh, okay, okay. You can't throw out a Shawshank I, reference I know and nothing. then just drop the ball like no, that. That's no, you, that was uh, that was too serious for me. It was too serious for me. What are we What are we switching to here? What do we got? Do you want to go chocolate? Choco. Let's go Choco. Let's go Choco. Here, let me I'll see. Give you the honor, All right, let's see. We got uh, Canela Oscuro. All right, Canela Oscuro from uh, Southern Grist. Once again, Nash Vegas milk stout brewed with lactose cinnamon. Vanilla, cacao nibs, and chili peppers. Enjoy this hot Mexican, this Mexican hot chocolate inspired treat. I want to enjoy a hot Mexican. I mean, who doesn't? Let me show that to the camera real quick. That looks great. That looks great. I mean, you're here, right? You're enjoying me, aren't you? <laughs> I may not be Mexican, but I'm the, I'm the closest thing you got. Hey, a, per- a Peruvian's much better than Mexican. <laughs> it's like a bougie Mexican. <laughs> I told, no, you and your Peruvian ass saved me in Colombia. Why is that? Because everything was in fucking Spanish. Like, everything. And no one spoke English. Mm-hmm. And I saw on the menu uh, Lomos Atados. And I was like, I know what that is. That's steak fries. I'll have some steak yeah. fries. <laughs> that's that's some of that Peruvian steak frites. Cheers. Cheers. Let's try this thing out. Oh, it smells good. Ooh. That's like a delicious Mexican chocolate cake. Uh-huh. Right in your mouth. Just plowed into your mouth. But that's beer. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. That's more of a dessert wine. It is kind it's of great. dessert, though, yeah. It's very dessert. Um, I, I, I see having that after, like, a nice plate of, like, papala wankaina and some and some lomo saltado, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit of fried yuca with that pink sauce. Uh-huh. How do the Peruvians feel about pork? They love it. They do. Yeah, you ever had the? Uh, you ever had Peruvian fried rice? No, I don't think I have. Oh my god! Um, it is. Uh, I, I'm blanking on the name right now. Someone's yelling at their the radio. They're not yelling at their radio. Yeah, they're yelling at their phone. They're, no, they're jogging on the track. And they're rolling their and eyes. And they're just screaming. They're just screaming. Everyone's staring at them. <laughs> I got to look. They're it up. not even breaking space. They're just screaming. <laughs> Peruvian fried rice. Chaufa. Arroz chaufa. Yeah, they're just chaufa. It's fucking chaufa. Doing the Defoe drop. Mm-hmm. Platoon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, arroz chaufa. Um, they have, like, if you go to somewhere like Calientitos and get mm-hmm. the pork one, the pork the pork grease just makes it a better fried rice. So I, were, I was in uh, San Diego. Ah. And... Uh, I was introduced to carnitas there, mm. and the I could get shredded or chunky, and I couldn't decide, so the guy agreed to give me a little bit of both. Oh, the half and half. And uh, so the shredded, they take the carnita, the, mm. the pork, they shred it, and then they deep fry it, and so it's all, like, crispy as hell. Right. And then the chunky, they just, like, cube the pork, and then they deep fry it. So the outside is crispy, and the inside's, like, stringy and nice and porky. Right. And then they served it like this green. What'd you prefer? Which one did you prefer out of the two? They both had their merits. Okay. But if you had to, like, if they're like, you can only get one this time. I'm thinking chunks. In my head, I'm thinking chunks. Chunks was nice. Like, chunks is a nice dinner with some, and they had, this particular spot had homemade corn uh, tortillas. 
that were like fucking amazing. Oh. And so with the little, chunks, little crisp, little soft. Yeah. So with the chunks, you could kind of like they had this chili verde. You could just kind of scoop with your tortilla. You could put a chunk in there and just kind of chase it with a tortilla. Mm. But the shredded was great because you could take your tortilla and you could just pinch like like pinching a chaw of like tobacco. You could just or pinch you big league chew, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever your du jour is. <laughs> you could just pinch yourself a chaw <laughs> of like carnita and then just drag it through some like guacamole and then wow. Oh, just treat it like a little mop. Just uh -huh. yeah. mop that mop that but sauce it was, right up. But it was also like really chewy, kinda like uh um uh jerky. Mm. Mm. But not that dry, right? No, no. Because you had lots of sauce. You had they they gave me lots of sauces to play with. I always preferred like, and this goes back to before I knew anything about barbecue. My this goes back to my Sonny's days of barbecue, right? I always preferred the sliced over the pulled. I I don't know why. I just I always thought it was it was how I was introduced. I think that's probably most of it. I was introduced to sliced, um, and I was uh, I don't know, just obsessed with it. I love their their. They're sliced pork it depends, sandwiches. It depends on what piece of meat it is. Like yeah. if it's like near the pork belly or near the skin or that fat cap, mm -hmm. nice and sliced, right? Yeah. But if it's like closer to the bone, yeah, good and shred, it's fine. Okay. All right. That's my opinion on the matter. I, I like, I, I honestly, I think that, so when was this when you got introduced to carnitas? How long ago was well, this? Well, I've known about carnitas for a while, but I had San Diego carnitas where they deep fried them. That was like three weeks oh, ago. Yeah. That little crispy And I've morsels. never had them like, Deep fried like that. I Was take that back because in Colombia we went to this rib place, and they they deep fried their it was pork short ribs mm. that they deep fried. Some places do that with uh with the uh, pork belly, pork belly similar, right? And it was uh, but Colombia was weird. It was again because I've been all over Europe. Business or pleasure? It was business. Okay. We should, but you try to have fun, sure, right? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you're in Columbia. I mean, fucking We're crying Columbia, out loud, right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's uh, like in Europe, there's people who speak English and the language that's native there. But in Colombia, there was no one that spoke English. Yeah. And the town's not really designed for. It, it was clear that it was designed for tourists who speak the language. But not designed for worldwide tourists. But so, like, so if you were coming from Spain, or even if you were coming from Sweden, but you were fluent in Spanish, you'd have a great time. A great time, because you could communicate, and they're very friendly people. There's tons of people in Bogota, but at, at the same time, I never felt crowded. I never felt like I needed to look over my shoulder or anything like that. It was everyone was friendly, orderly kind of thing. I kind of wonder, like, at that point, like, isn't it worth, and, in, in, and honestly, just knowing what I know about South America, like, it might be worth a be getting a fixer of some sort, like someone to just be your guide. Oh, absolutely. Getting a fixer to just kind of be like, no, 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 we want to go here because these guys have the carnitas you want, right? Right, yeah. That's that's the kind of life I want. I want, I want to go... Do you want to be the fixer or do no, you want a fixer? God, I don't want to be the fixer. I need a fixer. You need that's a fixer. I need, I need a fixer here. In town, <laughs> but no, I'm just saying like that. That'd be so. If bomb, I had man. a fixer, though, I would want to go to Saudi Arabia. Okay, if you had a, if you had a 100 percent tried and true fixer, Saudi yes. Arabia. Why I, is that? I want to see the cliffs of Petra. Okay, so like uh, Indiana Jones, Last Crusade with uh, Sean Connery. Sure, yeah. 
where they go to uh, where the uh, it's carved in the, the wall co- yeah. and like it's carved like that's an actual city called mm-hmm. Petra, where they carved into the side of the the cliffs and you can go in, and it's like where they lived and it's just as ornate as that is. The problem is is that um, they're historical artifacts, but they're not necessarily Muslim historical art uh, Islamic historical artifacts. Sure. Or they're a different tribe of Islam. So they're not as protected. So depending on who's in charge and, and whatnot and legal laws and things like that, it's not the easiest thing to... Uh, the attention it gets can vary, right? Right. So it's it's definitely, if you're going to go to Petra, you kind of need a fixer. Which is odd, which is odd because like... You would it, think it'd be a protected and it would they would want to sell it as a tourist and say, yeah. like, open up to the Western world, come to us... But they've right. got fuck you money, so they're they don't care, right? Yeah. Like they're yeah. just like I don't care. They, I'll, they, ha- they I'll have, have Petra made in my backyard. Yeah, they have chopped people up, in you know nobody cares money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's nuts. Like, and there's so many. You know, me and me and the wife sit back and talk about that all the time when we'll see something on, you know, on the Discovery Channel or you know we see something on a movie or something like that. It's like that feels terrible that we'll never get to go see that. Most likely. Without without an ungodly amount of money and able to hire a proper fixer, like, sure, it feels terrible to know that I can't go and experience that in person. The other the other fixer or guide I think I would want is, um, I want to see the Northern Lights. You need a fixer for that though. Well, no. Here's what I'm thinking though. Okay. Is I'm thinking that there's somebody out there. They can give me a Northern Lights experience like no other. Yeah. Like ice on the ground, but you're in the hot springs with the steam coming up and and the the, the lights coming across the sky. Or or you're uh you're in some fucking yurt covered in polar bear skins, right? <laughs> And you're chewing on like Inuit jerky, and you're seeing the lights flick across the sky as you're putting more wood onto the fire. It's like the Northern Lights version of the GFE, right? The the Northern Lights experience. Yeah, yeah. The old the old girlfriend <laughs> experience. The old NLE. <laughs> Banshee's looking for that NLE. And I'm, but I need that premium. I don't need like I don't need like look out the window. <laughs> the lights are turning green, motherfucker. I don't. <laughs> You gotta. It cannot be leave twenty dollars on the nightstand and look out the window. Okay, I need high quality yeah, here. I need tried and true NLE. It's all I'm in for. That's it. You've got. You better come with some references, by the way. You better have a polar skin bear rug. You better have. You better have some some kind of pickled fish. Yes, definitely. freshly made in your backyard. Uh, yes. I need a smoked salmon dip that you caught. All right. Three trout. Right, right. I want to be regaled by your stories <laughs> of the Under old the country. <laughs> Under the lights. Yeah. I want to hear about how your great-grandfather slayed that bear that you're laying on right now. Right? I want to hear that. <laughs> Regale me. Yeah, that's, that's, see, that's a pretty good one. That's what we need to add to FetLife. Because you, you know what's FetLife. You don't know what fat life is? Well, hang on. Before we get to fat life. Okay, sorry. But you know that. Sorry to jump the shark. No, no, you're fine. I just, I just got to put it. Let's put a pin in that, as I say in yeah. the corporate world, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know that there is that. That exists somewhere. Someone has that all to themselves. 
the, the, that that experience where they can just lay out and they've got the best view of the Northern Lights mm-hmm. and no mm-hmm. one else has it because mm-hmm. they have this somewhere on their fifty seven hundred acres in Alaska. Right. So I'm not saying you need a fixer for that, but I'm. Someone could be a fixer for right. that. No, FetLife is a it's a a tender or a, a bumble, if you mm. will, for uh, for Star Wars nerds. No, for uh, well. For the fetish lifestyle. Oh, okay. I was thinking Boba Fett, but so you know. like if you like pineapples and you're a swinger, or or if you like to be strapped and spanked or or whatever your your flavor, whatever your you're NLE, supposed to have it, right? But if yeah, so I'm sure <laughs> we could start a hashtag NLE yeah. on Fet Life, and we could get a community together of people who really desire that quality experience. I have a feeling though, if you're going to do that on Fet Life, if you're going to start that kind of movement. You might get that NLE experience you're looking for, but there's probably going to be some sort of weirdness attached to it. And it's like, look, I'm going to show you this place, but are you saying there's? You're saying, you're what are you going to do? For are you me? saying NLE could stand for something else? It could. I don't like I'm just, North Louisiana experience. That's <laughs> no, not even just that. ask the Yvonne. That's very different. Not even not, <laughs> not even that. I'm talking about there's a guy that's got that view of the Northern Lights. Yeah, but he's also got his own fets that he's gonna want to get. Yeah, he taken wants that northern of. larynx. That's yeah. what he wants. Yeah, that NL experience. Yeah. I got you. He wants that northern squeal like a pig experience, <laughs> right? Right when the aurora borealis is climax. <laughs> I do not think it climaxes. There's got it. There's a peak to the show. There's a peak to the show. I don't know. I don't think so. There's, there's got to be a point in the show where it's the brightest and the most active, and then it starts to move down from there. It has to be. Every show has its peak. <laughs> Every NLE. <laughs> and that's when we knew the NLE was over. Just no. started going downhill from that's there. That's when the NLE mafia were just like, we got to find these two guys and shut them down. <laughs> it's getting out. <laughs> They're getting too close to the source. <laughs> Get our fat life folks on this. <laughs> Find them now. Uh, oh man, but that's honestly it's funny you bring that up because that is something that the wife brings up all the time is the Northern Lights. Wants to see them. Have you seen Northern Lights before? I have not. Really? With all the traveling, you never I've come close I've come close and not realized it. Mm. One of those things where you found out something was somewhere and you were like, I well, was just fucking there. I was in Alaska at night, which is half the battle. Sure. You're most of the way there. And, One and a half. <laughs> well, Alaska's fucking far. I've been in Alaska where it didn't get dark. Mm. And that was a fucking pain in the ass. What was that movie with, uh, what's his name? Robert, Robert Robin Williams and uh, Al Pacino. I don't know that movie. Insomnia? Maybe, yeah. Okay. He was a cop. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So anyway. Yeah. No, I just. You were but close. I was, there, I was there at night, and then if I was smart about it, there was like this beautiful Mirror Lake Park that was like an hour outside of Anchorage. I had already gone hiking there the, earlier that day. It was easy hike. It was Away beautiful. Away from all the light pollution. And it was late. Yeah. And I was like, I probably could have gone out there and gotten lucky. And they had like an observation tower and whatnot. But. Instead, I just stayed at the hotel, and you know, I, but I, I didn't put two and two together until like a couple of days later. I was like, uh, oh, "God damn I it! I could have had myself an NLE." <laughs> Dude, the NLE was at my fingertips, and I fucking uh, let it go. Just 
I'm going like, to be thinking about that one forever. Right? Yeah. The one that got away, man. The one that got away. I'm going to be thinking about it. It's going to keep you up at night in about eight years. You're going to be like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> we'll go to the fucking shop and fire up the forge now. <laughs> Bang on some steel. Get yeah. my anger out. So, yeah, I want a fixer for an NLE. I want to go to good, yeah. I want to go to Petra. Petra would be tight. I think going to all those places that are like cuz cuz northern lights can be done in some capacity, right? Sure, you can get yeah. you can you got your varying levels, but sure, it can be done. But yeah, this things like Petra, things like uh going to see even in some depending on what's going on in that area of the world, the pyramids, like going to see the pyramids is not a, it's not a fucking picnic. Moscow Red Square. Yeah. That's uh, that's becoming less and less of a possibility. Uh, Morocco and that area. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? Jordan. Jordan's the one that's got the. What's the thing in Jordan that are like uh, well, the Palestinians the and stuff? But there's are, tons of. Yeah, you've got like the Wailing Walls, and you've got. Uh, you've got tons of stuff there, and that whole like Jordan, Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that whole like uh, Syria. Just all that beginning. Tons of, of like beginning yeah, of civilization. Shit is fucking nuts. Stuff there, yeah, cradle of. I mean, you have the whole crusades that happen there, right? Cradle of civilization. Yeah, so yeah. it's a lot of artifact stuff there. It's kind of neat. That's some of my. That's honestly some of my favorite shit, right? Is when you go to, um, you know, when you go to like ruins in Peru, and you're like, "Holy shit, this was like so long before we even had a country, right? Like so long before the before quote unquote America was found." Um, but I just think about that. Like, I, that's what I love about going to those old spots. That's what intrigues me about going to, like, Europe and stuff like that. I'm like, these buildings have stood so much longer than anything has stood where I live. Well, no, that was when we when I lived there, the very first week that the wife showed up, I had already planned for us to go see a castle that was, like, 30 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And the next week, we drove 45 minutes to a castle. The next week, we drove 55 minutes to a castle. And we were just circling outwards and i had a guy that worked with us that was british and i was telling him what we were doing and he gave me a map and he goes these are the ones you should be going to next and this is the order you should be going in and, and providing like advice fixer, so i was fixer almost every weekend we were going to see a castle yeah and we'd be standing around and we like yeah this was built in 11 30. <laughs> you're like what <laughs> and i was like shit didn't happen until like 17 whatever <laughs> Yeah. It is eleven thirty. <laughs> My ancestors weren't even sperm yet. You're right? Yeah, it's like <laughs> just really old shit, man. And there's just like really old buildings. Like you go to old pubs that were like open in like fourteen thirty. Yeah, you know, that's so, uh, that's the kind of stuff I love. You know, you, like so, this has been a pub since fourteen thirty, and they're like, yeah. And I was like, in the same family, and I was like, no, nah, you know, people buy it and sell it and whatnot, but it's been an open pub since then, yeah. And, dude, that's that's the kind of stuff I love. Like, you're lucky when you find those people because even when we travel somewhere like here in uh, here in the states, right? I'm just kind of like, all right, I'm gonna ask. So we will maybe know a couple of breweries to go to, or maybe one good restaurant. And the first thing I'm doing is like, I'm finding my I'm finding my 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 temporary fixer, right? I'm just like, hey, where do you like to go for beer? Where's your spot you like to go at when you're not working here, right? You kind of find those moments to just be like, what do you like? Because that's how I found most of the stuff that I found in uh, up in North Carolina. It was like someone being like, oh, yeah, this new brewery is opening up over there, burial. It's amazing. 
should go check it out. They're really small. They just opened. And it turns out to be my favorite brewery. And then they fucking explode right. in growth, you know? And, and then, you know, you find out about stuff like that. But anytime we're on the road, I'm just like, where else? What, what else you got? Because you find out about so much other shit because the locals just know. Because they're always there. It's, um, as much as I hate working with them, uh, the police are normally also good resources for good spots to eat. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because they have to go to <laughs> Yeah. So, but, or what I'll do is I'll cruise downtown. Like, if I'm in a small town, yeah, I'll cruise real slow at, like, 11 o'clock or 11.30. And wherever I see the most cop cars, that's where we're eating lunch. Yeah? That's, that's the mom and pa we're going to go eat lunch at. Okay. Well, that makes sense, right? They're, they're going to go where it's delicious because they got to be in the same area all the time, right? Right, yeah. If I'm going to be here, I'm having this Cuban sandwich. Right. Or, you know, you don't know what the specialty is all the time. Yeah. Right. And then the other thing that I'll do every once in a while is, like, I'll look on, uh, like, food TV. Yeah. Because they have those shows about, like, these chefs that went and ate at this restaurant, and it was fucking amazing, right? Mm. Or, like, Guy Fieri goes to these, these dives and shit, you know? And then ruins them because so many people go. But every once in a while, you'll find yourself in a town with one of these restaurants, and you'll just stop by. It's fucking delicious. Yeah, I, I, dude, I love that. That's that's my favorite shit. Like, why? Like, because you have when people come, like, there's certain people who will come to town, and you'll be like, "What do you want to do? What do you normally go to? Like, what kind of stuff you like?" TJ Fridays, like, 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 like literally, like that's. But some people grew up. I grew up like that. Like, if you came to Athens, like, Clint, let's go out tonight. Yeah. Like, bet. We we going expensive? We going easy. What you want? Yes. You want to go expensive? <laughs> and then, easy. Yes. We're, we're going to go to the National downtown. Okay. Give me, give, me my, give me my food NLE experience. And then we're going we're gonna to have a nice meal at National. Sure. But we're not going to have dessert there. Mm-mm. Hold it back. Uh-huh. Then we're going to walk up the street. We might swing into Little King Shuffle Club. Okay. Maybe, depending on if there's a band there, what's popping. We might sling on by and go to the World Famous. Because then we can get a freshly squeezed juice cocktail at the World Famous. Mm. We can get like a, they got cheer wine cocktails. They got cocktails. Uh, named, fresh fruits, yeah. Yeah, yeah fresh fruit squeezed. They got uh, sweet pork buns if you're a little still hungry. You shouldn't be. But they got some neat desserts there. Mm. But we're not stopping there for dessert either. We're gonna have one or two cocktails there. We're gonna continue down the street. We're gonna hit up Trafies. That's where we're having dessert. Okay. They got a great dessert menu most of the time there. Yeah. We can have a couple of beers. Then from there, we're either going up the hill towards Max Canada. It's not Max Canada anymore. It's something else now, I think. But it's just a regular hole in the wall bar where you can drink PBR or, or MGD and hang out and not worry about it. You pretty much end the night there. Yeah, you can end the night there. You can end the night. If the people don't like the vibe that you're at, you just keep walking up the fucking hill, man. Keep going. Keep going. Catch an Uber down to Normal Town. Go to Hilo. Go to go to Hilo. Go to go to Old Pal. Normal Bar. Any of that place to get get away from the crowds. Go to go to a place that has anti-fascist, anti-racist establishment on the window. (laughs) You know you'll be in good company. No, I think I would save Normal Town for night two. Normal Town's a good night too. Like, like we'd either like start with happy hour at Sea Bear, and then uh, either do second happy hour at that Square One, and we'll openly weep at our at our bills before yeah. we leave. Yeah, <laughs> and 
And then um, maybe just small plates at Hilo. Right, that's that's like one of those you're not you're not feasting all night. You're just eating enough to keep the the drunk at bay. That's one of our good hunts. I like when we do high low nights because I feel like that's just got the like especially on like a, a non busy night, mm-hmm. perfect atmosphere. Like you want a bar, like even if you're taking locale out of it, you want a bar that's got like some good, like some good fatty food to go along with your alcohol. Bet bet a a awesome, you know, an awesome tap list. And good drinks. The Corpse Reviver number two at that place is fucking off the hook. No, they they uh they most definitely have great cocktails, great beer list, and they've got really good like bar food. Yeah, it's, and they don't like racists. I love it. And it's not yeah, and it's not <laughs> it's not ever really that crowded. It's a nice atmosphere, but it, again, it I mean it's where Allen's used to be. You know. Mm. And that was a great bar. Yeah. Allen's was a fun hang. I never went to Allen's when it was there. Never they used did. to have they used to have hot dogs and hamburgers that were like cheap as fuck, like less than a buck for a hamburger. Three beers on tap. They had three beers on tap, but all their like they served the coldest beer in town. Miller Coors and Bud. Uh-huh. That was it. That was Those it. were your choices. And the by beer the was cheap. You get it by the pitcher and you play pool all night. And it was just a cool hang. I miss a good pitcher place. I feel like the pitchers yeah. made you made you drink a little faster, so you didn't have to drink warm beer by the end. Well, we have COVID to think for that. I think. No, I think that, I think they figured out. I think bars everywhere figured out that you get more money if you make people come to the bar every time they need a drink. Well, and I think it's. Uh, That's why when you get to a place that there, there's a pitcher, you're like, oh fuck, they got pitchers. It exposes you to uh, underage or overconsumption. It's true. Yeah, you can kind of gauge each time someone comes up, right? Because, like, we used to have it's no fun right next to right next to Papa John's on Baxter was Gumby's, and on Tuesday, starting at four o'clock, it was twenty-five cent pitchers, and every fifth, what <laughs> every fifth no, it started at fifty cents, and every fifteen minutes it went up by fifty cents. So we'd show How up. How fucking irresponsible. So we'd show up. <laughs> I'm going to throw that out there. And we would buy like six pitchers. Like one each. <laughs> right now, six pitchers. And they would give us a couple of cups for each pitcher, right? And then you take one of those cups and you go up to the soda machine and you fill it with ice. And then you would just float that cup of ice and your pitcher of beer because they were the short, squatty pitchers with the handle on the side. You know what I'm talking about. Mm hmm. Kind of that brownish yellow color. Yeah. Well, no, they were the clear ones, the little plastic buckets. Oh, yeah, the yeah, shorties. yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And you would float that cup of ice in them, and you would just drink beer. They look like a big. So, for those of you that don't know what we're talking, they look like just a big version of your generic plastic cup you get anywhere, but they had a handle and a spout on them, mm-hmm. and they're just a little bit bigger. They were what about? Uh, would you say six inches in diameter, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Probably six to seven inches tall. They just had them stacked to the ceiling behind yeah. the behind the counter. They're disposable. I mean, we'd take them home with us. Now that's like some some Panama City Beach shit. Like you'll get that at Panama City. You know where you'll find pictures now? Brunch spots, mimosas, pictures of mimosas. Do you remember Steve Arenos? Where they had the big 32-ounce mug, the plastic 32-ounce mug. 
No. Yes. Yes, I do. And like you would buy the mug and they would refill it at a discount. It's fucking crazy. Yes, I do remember that. And a lot of places a, had those after a And you would a while. get a new mug each year. These, these little plastic, they were these plastic 32-ounce mugs. Man. Dude, those the, the, the those were the deals, days. The types of deals that used to be around before before the Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Right, before we fucked it up. We <laughs> fucked it up. They gave us great oh. shit, and then we completely fucked it. We had the world, in our, and, and we're talking about this like we were of age. Right, no, we around. weren't even of age. We were barely of age. We were coming of age. Humans will fuck up a good thing no matter what. Yeah. Regardless. At their fingertips. We had all the world's knowledge at our fingertips. The internet was budding and new. We didn't go to one web page. Right. We went to hundreds of web pages. We downloaded this app called Stumble Upon, which would help us go to different web pages we had never gone to before. <laughs> Finding a new web page that no one else had seen was like the best thing you could you would come to your friend's group and go, Have you know do you know about this web page? I haven't thought about Stumble Upon in so long. But now we go to one web page. We go to Twitter. Mm-hmm. We go to Outlook. We go to Google Mail. We go to our. It, how many? We Reddit. go to Twitch. Reddit's about the closest thing you got now. Reddit that connects to a bunch of shit. But not really. It's an aggregate. But it's not not now. Mostly, it's a news aggregate of news sites. Isn't it what you make it though? Well, I'll concede. Home is where you make it. <laughs> Let's take a break. Let's rinse these cups. Um, right. Well, you got it. You got a song you want to hear? What do you want to hear? Uh, Anything? Let's um, let's listen to some Real Big Fish. Let's have a beer. Okay. What do you want? Just beer from Real Big Fish? Yeah. All right. Can you hit it? I can hit it right now. Uh, the, the post? Yes. Can we hit the post? All right. Let's see. Is it a quick one? I can't remember. I don't. You don't remember? All right, let's see, let's see if we can do it. Here we go. All right, we're going to listen to some beer by Real Big Fish. This is Lopez Radio. My boy Banshee is hanging out with us right now. back with fresh glasses what's the what's our next uh dealio here from southern uh, christ it is the bate, uh batita mm-hmm. with passion fruit and guava and mango it is a uh that's what i said yep it's <laughs> exactly the thing i thought it was gonna have more information but it doesn't <laughs> so there you go probably just deliciousness yeah that's what i'm hoping for i'm down I've never had anything from this particular brewery that tasted bad. Yeah, they do very little wrong, and I have yet to go. I want to go really bad. It's really worth it, if especially if you're in Nashville, because they've got a restaurant at one of the locations that's really good. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Um, what kind of food? Like... Uh, like a mix of like you know like sweet buns and stuff like that. Sure. And like burgers and stuff. Okay. 
and like French fries and a la carte and salute, baby. Salute. This looks uh much thicker. Let me uh you want to reach back behind you and close that door real quick. Oh. I can. Thank you very much. Oh, this is like a it's like a mai tai almost. Like it's like it's like a mixed drink. Yeah. It's like a canned cocktail. Those are great, by the way. Canned yeah, cocktails. Those are those are becoming a lot more popular. You I have saw... to be careful that they're not made with malt liquor. Okay. Yeah. So like don't like get them from liquor stores, unless you're not in the south and you're like everyone else, and then you may be able to find them at gas stations or grocery stores. Yeah. But some of them are made with malt liquor. Ugh. And those are kind of like Zimas or like wine coolers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But then they have some like. You can get them made with like cut water vodka, and it's yeah. like a or like you can get Palomas, where it's like actual tequila, or you know, they're they're kind of they're really big in New Mexico. Whenever we go out to New Mexico, there's a couple of canned margaritas that we get that are on point. Like, you know, what I've been a fan of is uh is speaking of canned stuff like uh, ranch water. Ranch yeah. water's been great. Ranch I love the Tapo Chico stuff. ranch water, mm-hmm. and I noticed that breweries like Scofflaw. In Atlanta, are starting to do like things like ranch water. Yeah, just give me a just give me a little little. Doesn't have to be sweet. Doesn't have to be sour. Just make it taste like a margarita, or you know, just something something pleasant, right? Just some uh, some seltzer and some tequila, and saw, then just a kiss of lime. That's I saw too that right uh, what is it? I love Bullet. We've got a we've got a bottle of Bullet sitting in front of us right now. Do we got to? I think we got to. If you got to, uh, Bullet Rye. Been trying to venture into the rye a little bit, right? Bullet and, rye is a good rye to start with. And I was uh I was seeing that they had pre-mixed bullet uh cocktails at the store too. I haven't tried them. I've heard people say, like a couple people say they hated them because they're cause they're like, they're not heavy enough, man. I was like, well, come on, dude. What do you want them to do? They're not gonna they're not gonna yeah. sell themselves out. Right. They're not gonna sell a double. Yeah, they're not your favorite bartender, you know, right. downtown, right? They're 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 making a proper drink, <laughs> like that's the way you're supposed to pour it. So I don't know whether to believe you or not. Right. So they've got, I think they've got one cocktail that uses the rye, and they have one cocktail that uses the, I think it's an old fashioned, maybe the, that uses the problem the I have with rye is that it can get out of hand real fast. In what way? It can turn to like Robitussin medicine, mm. almost mm. like Jaeger. Like, yeah, like rye can get, like, really spicy. Yeah, you don't want that medicinal. And very medicinal, yeah. And some people, they, they, that's what they want in a rye, and they seek that out. And yeah. they're, like, they're like, you're fucking stupid talking bad about rye that way, but that's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, it's, it's well, I'm the same. Honestly, I'm the same way with bourbons. Like, I don't want them to be too syrupy. You know, you have, sometimes you get, like, a bourbon that's so thick, you're like. Yeah. Like, I don't want a syrupy bourbon. Like, give me a nice, normal bourbon. Don't try to over bourbon it for me, you know. We get it. You love bourbon, but I don't need that much wood in my life, right? Right. Well, I mean, it's. I think bourbon, you get a nice wood. You get that nice bitter wood mm. caramel flavor. Yeah. And then, after that, it's just sweetness, and it all comes down to basically how much corn they put in it. And the more corn they put in, the sweeter it's going to be, and the less that's the more bitter it's going to be. And then there's that balance, right? And then it's just. And I don't know. There's bourbon aficionados that'll disagree with me, but yeah, I can taste a delicious, expensive bourbon better than a bullet. Yeah, 
But if you're just like sending the wife to the liquor store to get some bourbon, like hey, just get a bottle of Bullet. You know, yeah. she can't she can't you, mess that one up. You can't mess up Frontier whiskey. <laughs> I don't you think can't so. fucking do it. I don't think so. It, it, if nothing less, it's in a cool bottle. It's in a great bottle, and it's been around since the times of, like, Deadwood and shit. Like, it's been around for fucking ever. It'll get you drunk. I'm okay with it. You know, Deadwood's the reason why I started even drinking Bullet. Like, really? Why I even started trying whiskey and bourbon and stuff like that. Deadwood. I didn't like I've it I've never before. even watched that show. Oh, my God, dude. It's, it was the pandemic saver. I haven't here. watched The Wire, I know. It was it was kettle-made popcorn, bullet bourbon, and Deadwood. Deadwood. For weeks. I'm not going to lie, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, like, the, the happiest <laughs> point of my life. <laughs> <laughs> kid aside. Sure, sure, sure. Kid aside. Was season finale of Deadwood? Just, just watching, just the whole, the whole. Just the whole experience. The experience, the ritual we made out of it. Oh, I dig that. Like me and my wife have done shows like that. Uh, the one that had um, uh, what's his face from Evil Dead, but it's set in Miami. Um, Not uh, Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bruce Campbell. Okay, Burn Notice. Yeah. Now yeah. I remember. Bruce Campbell. Burn Notice. Yeah. Uh, it was like that with Burn Notice. We watched all of them, and it was that ritual where, like, the wife would get home from work, I'd get home from work, do dinner. We wouldn't even do dinner. We would sit down and watch an episode. <laughs> And then we would, after one episode, we would then discuss what are we doing for dinner. And then when does the second episode come on? Uh, that depends on what the discussion was for dinner. Like, okay. hey, we've got to meet some friends, or we're going to the movies tonight, or we're going downtown, or mm -hmm. hey, um, I've got leftovers we can microwave. It's like, bet. So, like, those nights, the next episode comes on pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then also, like, that was the weird part. That was the weird part of my marriage where it was just me and the wife. Mm. We were both in England, but we were watching AFN, which is like Armed Forces Network TV. Mm. We had eight channels, like an ABC and NBC, uh, a public access channel, a movie channel, a sports channel, and like a home and garden channel, like Discovery Channel mix. And it was it was all commercial free television that was given to the military. So the military would make up their own commercials, and it would, <laughs> and the commercials would be like, "Don't throw away your uniforms; the enemies can get it." Or like, "Loose lips sink ships," right? Yeah. Or they would be like, geared towards your kids. Like, "Hey, we have to move in PCS again." Oh man, that sucks. And then it's like, "Yeah, but you get a new room," and they're like, "Oh yeah, excited new room, new room." Really? Like, yeah. Or they would have commercials about... Positive spins on terrible situations? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, shit like that, man. It's like it's it's like almost like they did uh they did after school specials for their for their fucking commercials. Yeah, no. And it was I mean, some of them were like you could tell they were produced by the Department of Defense. They were like really well produced. And then some of them were done by like Matchcom and it was like like on community college budget, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> and you know, and some of those are like the best. Like we had OPSEC's cat. So OPSEC is operation security. So you're not supposed to talk about like, hey wife, I know I'm deployed and I love you and this is my one phone call this week, but don't worry, we're flying home tomorrow at 11 o'clock. You're not supposed to say that because that's a troop movement. It's OPSEC, ops, operation security. Yeah. 
And so they would be, the mice would be running around, and then there would be a cat, and they would put like paper headphones on this cat, and he's always listening in to what the mice are talking about. And it's all like cell phone recorded construction paper, like with drawings on the outside, like what the dialogue was. Sure. Like, Yikes, you got me again. But it was just like written in hand on a piece of paper. Oh, no. Right? Like, yeah. Uh, but it was, uh, it was so endearing. And it's the, like the shit you remember. Right, right. But every night. It was so bad, it's just ingrained in your brain. That's why it's, this, it's designed like that. But every night at nine o'clock, there would be an episode of Good Eats with Alton Brown. Mm-hmm. And then we would watch two episodes of Friends, and then we would turn the TV off. And I, I don't like Friends. I'm not a huge Friends fan. But I you're a like, fan of the, the ritual. But that was the ritual was we watched two episodes. And you, I mean, you start watching an episode of Friends, and it's like, it's not the worst TV. Right. Like, it's it's not bad TV. It's not the Kardashians. Right? It's, I yeah. mean, it's decent fucking television. Come on. You know, here's the thing about Friends. And and there's there's a, there's some others that kind of fall into this. Friends, for some reason, I've noticed, kind of like it was it was it was closer to our parents' generation that was watching it, right? It kind of like there are people in our generation that liked it, and know a lot about it, but it kind of leapt over most of us, and it's landed in the next generation behind us. Well, and they, I think it's because it hit hit Netflix, and so they can. They can just watch it. Like, so the parents... Kind of like The Office was for a right. while. So the parents then introduced it to the kids on Netflix. Like, here, watch the watch Friends with me. Because, truth be told, Friends is, like, very PG compared to a lot of other things. Sure. It's easy to watch in front of the kids kind of stuff. There's a couple episodes that's kind of like, you got to explain some shit. But sure. <laughs> As you would. <laughs> But I mean, like, what's like? That's not the worst that has to happen. You have to have a conversation with your kids about something. Mm-hmm. Right? That's true. That's true. Um, I don't know, man. There's just something I feel like you almost always have to have. And right now, we're kind of in a in a in a flux, right? In a in a in a. Well, it's where the media is coming from. That's changing. So, like, like from our our parents. Like grew up like our fathers grew up on television, like yeah. when it was invented, right? And they remember like the early shows, and they remember like Bonanza and and stuff like that, where you didn't get a choice; it was just what the fuck was on. Yeah. And then we had our generation where you only had like five or six channels. You had the TV guy to tell you what was coming on, but you would have like your Saturday movie night on ABC, right? Yeah. Or CBS. You would have your Sunday movie on CBS. Well, and everybody was talking about the same things the next week because there was only so many things to watch. Right, right. Everybody on Tuesday was talking about Ally McBeal that was on Monday, mm. right? Everybody on Friday was talking about the Seinfeld episode on Thursday. It yeah. Was, it was must. I mean, you had TGIF. You had, like, we were had our television shows. It was a ritual, man. And it was the ritual, and you were in front of it, and you watched it live because it was that. You, didn't you had even, to. You had you had TiVo right and DVR some sometimes, but not that, us. that was if you were bougie as shit, man. Yeah, yeah not <laughs> us. The rich folks that had shit. that shit, right? You better be there, or fucking be square. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now, like, my kids don't watch TV; they watch YouTube, they watch Hulu, or they'll watch like some series. Yeah, and they'll just watch episode after like on a laptop, care. on a phone, and they'll watch episode after episode, like like. You know While how, like, they're sitting in the room with you. Uh-huh. 
Like, you know, people watch The Office and it ends and they just watch the, the beginning all over again. Yeah, my kids like this. It's a particular show about these kids that go to summer camp. What's it called? Uh, it's um, Bunked. It's a Disney show. Okay. And it's a spinoff of another Disney show. And it's current or is this over? Is it wrapped? I don't know, but there's like eight or nine seasons. Bunked. Okay. And he'll and he'll just he'll start it over again, and that's his show. You and know, he's him and his friends are just gonna be quoting it. They're gonna be our age. But that's it. That's it. They don't have friends where they do that. Like well, like we would have friends and we would quote shit and we'd watch it and we'd quote it and you know like we would sing the theme song and stuff like that. They don't do that. They just watch what they're gonna watch. They, and they just don't watch whatever the fuck it. they want to watch, and they don't really talk about it that much. That sounds nice, actually. <laughs> like, so, I mean, like, there's the merits of being able to recite all the lines of a movie with your friends and, and all that stuff. But then there's also the merit of not having to hear people be like, oh, dude, you got to check out blah, 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 or right. you're a piece of shit. <laughs> they don't talk about it. Like, they just don't talk about what they want. It's not. What do they talk about? I can't figure it out yet. I, I've got. Do they talk? I've got a teenage daughter. And just recently, we've like she's turned this corner like the social butterfly. And it was what we were doing was they had a studio Ghibli that does like Spirited Away and um, bunch of animes, right? A bunch of anime, House Castle, uh, Kiki. Anyway, they were having this film fest over the summer at the uh, the Georgia Square Mall. Where, and it was the last weekend of every month they were having a, a screening. And so we were going to the mall, and I kept telling my wife, like, we need to get my daughter to invite her friends to go do this thing. And so eventually it was the last one. It was spirited away. And so she invited a bunch of her friends, and, like, two or three of them took her up on it. And so they, they all came by the house, and then my wife drove them all up to Atlanta. They hung out at the mall, went shopping, and then they saw the movie, and they came home. It was a great time. And then from that, my daughter's gone on, like, other play dates with other friends. And I'm like, hell, yeah, get out of the house. Like, it's, it's amazing how that chain reacts, though, right? Right. But, like, meet, hang out with these other people. Like, hang out with other families uh, other than ours. You're like, you, you're like, yeah, this is how we did it back in the day. We found common interest, and we got the fuck out of house. Right, but you also got to learn how, like, other families work. Like, you, you got your family and how you do things, but, like, to see other families and see like, yeah, yeah, there was there was there's there's some importance in that I think I feel like there is and I think too like I don't know man like I think maybe and this isn't a bad maybe it's not necessarily a bad thing maybe there's like you just had those times like I remember being like I gotta get the fuck out of this house maybe it's just too pleasant they're like this is fucking great why would I ever leave? <laughs> like. I guess I don't know, but it was my also parent, like, my parents are great. Like, why would I ever fucking there'd leave? There would be times when I'm like, I want to have friends over, or I want to go to a friend's house, and I didn't think to ask my parents because like they're gonna say no. You think how much do you think? Well, I mean, and, and like how much would they have really said no? I don't know. I just never asked them because I just like I didn't have the confidence that they would say yes to something like that. You so ever like, offer that and be like, hey, don't you know your friends want to come hang out? No, never. It was nothing like that. So like, I just wanted like, uh, so I'm thinking in my head like, I want to just make sure I go out of my way to make sure the kid knows they can do that shit. Yeah, like that's allowed. <laughs> that's so, like it is. It is weird, but I think like if I think back to all my friends that came over, like my house was like always the last place people came over to, because it was tiny. 
couldn't really be like obnoxious and and have fun, right? Right. But the friends that did want to come over were always like, not that they were getting out of a bad situation, but they were like just needed. They they were like maybe they had just they were tired of their siblings or right. they didn't get along with their parents. There's like, I don't care if your house sucks. I need to come out and get out of my house, right? I dig. I dig. So, but like I spent so many weekends at a friend's house. My buddy Ryan, every weekend, every weekend, sometimes two nights a weekend. If there if it was spring break, it was most of the week. I was gone. It was great. Right. And like not that I had a bad home life, I just didn't want to fucking be there because it was just tiny and cramped and like all the same shit, you know. Right, and Ryan had all the cool shit. Ryan was an only child. Yeah. Like he didn't have to he didn't have to share shit with brothers. Like it just was in and his parents were doing their own thing. He had older parents and they didn't give a shit. Like they were like no, they gave a shit, but they didn't like the oversight wasn't there. Right. So we could go and do shit. We yeah. could just go walk around. Right. Well, no. Let's walk a mile this way and see what the fuck's down there. Precisely. <laughs> right? no, I dig it. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that you didn't have I mean you only had we had our, our movies we rented for the weekend. We yeah. watched the fuck out of. Right. You get bored with it. You go do something else. It's just, I think there's just, I think it's too comfy to be at home because it's a comfort zone. And it's not a bad thing, right? You want your kids to be comfortable at your house. Um, and everything's at your fingertips. Like, why do you need, like, until you see that the benefit of it, like your, your kid just did, right? Then you got no reason to be like, why? Like, I've got everything I need here. Like, I can watch Bunked over and over again. Right, right, right. And no one fucks with me. Well, like, so, no, no, like, my, my daughter, she's, like, on her phone, like, and part of me is, like. He's going to go too far the other way now? Well, I don't think so. I mean, like, the boomer, the the old man, it's too far the other way. But, like, fuck it, man. I mean, that's. Not in, like, a boomer way, but in, like, a. Ah, uh, now she's never around. <laughs> well, I've, I already have that. She's very much so a shut-in. She she's she loves just she'll just shut herself in her room. Keeps herself. Just entertains herself. Not looking forward to those days. Right now, I'm not looking forward to those days. I know they're coming. I know there's nothing you can do about it. Sometimes you do want it to happen. Like you just need. Sure. You need you need your kid to entertain themselves. No, and like, and there that. there are days when I go like, okay, Kate, like you can't you can't go into your room. You got to hang out with us. We're gonna watch a we're gonna watch a movie on TV. It's probably devastating to her. She's kind of bummed, but she digs like especially if we can get a good movie on TV, she'll watch a good movie, right? We watched that uh that one with that Jason Momoa guy, um, Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, it's Slumberland. Oh, okay. On Netflix. I was just naming a Jason Momoa movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, if you haven't seen that one, okay, um, it kicks you in the dick, kind of like Up does, right up, right up front. Ah, it's just Death. fucking just sure. rips your bowels out. Mm. Um, and then the rest of the movie, it kind of builds back up to kick you in the dick one last time before it ends. Okay. Um, but all said and done, it was a great movie. It's PG, so it was friendly, you know, kid friendly. The kids loved it. Uh, Jason did an amazing, just an amazing job. I heard he's a great guy. I heard he's an amazing dude. Like, really I think nice. he was acting in Aquaman, and I think he was genuine in this movie. Like, this is just who he is. Yeah. Like, I don't think he was acting, because it was just, he just plays an amazing character that's 
full of life. My anyway. dad, my dad managed to get some extra work with my grandfather on a series that Jason Momoa did called The Red Road. Okay. And uh, it's what you think it is, the reservation. Uh-huh. You know, it's very reservation dogs-esque, right? And uh, so they got my Peruvian granddad and my dad <laughs> to just basically be natives. My, my grandfather was one of the background, like, native elders, right? <laughs> And uh, so it, my dad tells the story every time he sees Jason Momoa on a t- on the TV. Right. Um, and so the extras, everybody who wasn't like build cast, right? Like like they weren't like the top cast folks. They had their own area to be in. They had their own food line. And then all the good stuff was obviously with all the stars, right? All the right. people who were the stars and the co-stars, right? And this is the point where my my grandfather's kind of losing it anyway so and he just he just saw there was food over there he's like what's over there right he goes over there he starts getting food from the line whatever and uh my dad was like no 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 we got to go back over here and like like turn around and run into jason momoa and he's like he's like it's cool my dad's older just if they have any problems with it tell him tell him to come talk to me and they had a conversation (laughs) about about their dads and stuff yeah, it's cool as shit, man. It's, it's, it seems really cool, man. Like so, like I've got like a good respect for that because I know that that guy was like, kind of has that vibe about him. You know, some people could care less. Right? No, it's you. Yeah, I catch that from him as well. He seems like really down to earth. Just, and he also doesn't seem like the kind of guy that just plays. He just does whatever he wants. Like he's got to be a nightmare to his agent. I'm sure. Right. I fucking love it. Like his agents got like, like we got to capitalize on this Aquaman thing, and he's like, he's like I'm going to get beers. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I got paid. I'm good yeah. for a while. I know the guy at the <laughs> the Guinness Brewery. I'm right, going yeah. there for a week. Yeah, <laughs> just what was it like? It wasn't him that had like the workout routine. It was like this insane workout routine, and he was like, yeah. And then I go home and I have two Guinnesses <laughs> as soon as I walk in the door. Probably, pretty sure it was. And like all the trainers, are like don't do that, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> he's just yeah. He strikes me as somebody who's genuine, who doesn't care. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. That's a, that's a good one. That Slumberland though. And then I watched uh, that All Quiet on the Western Front. Newer. Yeah, the newer one. Okay. It's on Netflix. It's done by a German film crew. Okay. So it's available either in Dutch or you can get it in. Um, they love their westerns, man. English overdub. They love their westerns. They love blue jeans over there too. But uh, it's pretty this good. One's, this was intense. So you managed to get the kid out to watch that, right? Oh, no, yeah, we got the kid out to watch the uh, Spirited Away stuff. That was fun. Um, she's super into anime, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, I wonder she, what they talk about. Like, I felt like all we talked about when we were in school was the movies we watched. The TV shows we watched. It was it, we were talking about WWE wrestling, the CDs right? CDs we were, were listening about to. What you yeah. were listening to? Did you hear the newest CD of this? It's not there anymore. And like that's well, and I it's still They're there. Like, no, it's I'm still listening to the South Korean pop band. It's still got no. It's still got to be there. Like it's just. You think they're secretive about it? I think there's just different niches, and and we're not exposed to it. So I mean. And like my daughter's slightly exposed to it, but like her friend group is very narrow. They're a slice of the pie. 
Yeah. I they're mean, a slice of a slice of a pie. Yeah, there's there's still and like and she's not even near high school yet. Like that's that's when like it wasn't until high school when you I think think about like I mean you listen to music, sure. Mm-hmm. And you more than most people did. Like you were asphyxiated with the radio. Sure. But like you listen to other genres of music and stuff. Like that kind of ballooned more in high school. Yeah, you started picking lanes a lot more. But you are aware of the other lanes as well. Yeah. But again, then again, like we had like we had a channel that did nothing but play music videos. Mm. And it wasn't MTV. The box. The box, remember? Yeah. But like it was weird because you as much as as much as you knew your the lanes you chose to, to be in, the, the CDs you chose to buy, right. you still couldn't help but be exposed to what was in the mainstream. Sure. Like you still had to be exposed to the mainstream if you watched anything on TV because everything revolved around it, right? And there wasn't because because there weren't things like YouTube, you couldn't go down your little rabbit holes of just the same type no, of No, we had were. things like 120 minutes. Yeah. That came on at like twelve thirty at night on a Thursday night. Yeah. Like that you just had to be there for. Yeah. Headbangers ball, like stuff like that, but like But no, there wasn't you I feel And it was like, all word of mouth. It was because and that and that was like that goes back to like like that stumbled upon. Like when the internet was fresh and new, yeah. you wanted that website that your friends didn't know about. Yeah. Like, dude, check out this website. Right. But I th- I feel like even now, I feel like even now, cause just and this is just because of doing the Twitch stuff, right? And and kind of being exposed to people on that side and other and other people who do Twitch. Everyone's just completely concerned about what they are doing and what they are into and it's the the net they're not casting nets to find new shit right like and i tried to like even lately i've tried to break myself away from that and being like okay like you can have a main game right sure i'd much rather sit here and just talk like i did i did a stream this week where i decorated the christmas tree i love it and drank beer well it's those what do like when you talk about variety streamers, right? Mm. Like, what do all those variety streamers have in common? Because they all have something in common, right? They're all successful not playing the same video game over and over again. It's personality. It's that, that personality is where they approach it. Yeah. But I think it's something else. I think like if you you start playing a particular game, and then you play that game, and then people watch you play that game. Because they want to watch people playing that game, whatever that game is. Right. They watch you playing that game, and they stick around, and they become part of your community because they enjoyed watching you play that game. Right. So did they enjoy watching you play that game, or did they wa- enjoy watching you play a game? And then right. how do you – and so I think it's that um, it's, it's that survivor paradox. Uh, if you look it up online, it's a classic picture of like uh, – the the B seventeen bombers would come landing into England, and they would look and they would go, look at all these bombers that are landing. Here are all the bullet holes. This is where we need to armor. But all the bullet holes were like, on the edges of the wing or the edges of the tail. There weren't any bullet holes where the engine is. Yeah, and it's like well because those aren't the survivors. 
the survivors are the ones getting bullet holes in the engine and crashing. Right. So instead of arming where you see tons of bullet holes, that's fine. Arm where plane, you don't see them. Yeah. yeah, the plane can take a bullet hole here and land. Yeah. Armor where you don't see bullet holes. That's that, that survivor thing. So when you see brand new streamers starting out and they start on that one particular game and they start playing that game and they become successful because of that game, they think they're successful for the wrong. They think they're successful because of that game. Yeah. And I was like, no, you're successful because you finally figured it out. Some people are successful because of the game, though. Well, Some because they're really get, good at the game? I, maybe. I, mm. But maybe. But like I see, I'll see, i see people step away from and do something else, and, and then all of a sudden their audience is cut in half. Well, their audience is cut in half because their audience wants to watch them play a particular game. Right. So there's there's give and take there. It's not. It's not. But the audience, I think the audience that leaves wants to watch that particular game. Sure. The audience that stays wants to watch that person. Sure. I, I will agree with you on that. And I think that if you continue to build on the audience that wants to watch that person, right, mm-hmm. then then you, I think you can build something a, a, lot, a lot more organic and a lot more long-lasting. Yeah. Right? Because every game ends. Every game ends. And every, every main per- person that streams at main is terrified of that. <laughs> and I, I just, I was just bored <laughs> like that's what it came down to i'm just i was just bored no but i get that too like i but also i had a kid and also that like that, my, oh, that changes my, goals, all, my goals changed all Everything perspective changed. changes man i would would i love to still have a successful podcast or stream or whatever yeah but no i mean that was <laughs> i just want my nle baby just your nle that's all you need that's all i need that northern light experience but uh, so I went to DreamHack, right? I went to yeah. DreamHack uh, two weeks how, ago at this point. How many years in a row is that for you now? Like four this, or five. This will be the this will be the third one third? actually. Third, because yeah. there wasn't any for the for three that's, years. Yeah, that's right. The they had one stuff. scheduled last year and they canceled it. That's right. Um, and it was fun. It was super tiny. It was a lot smaller than 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 in years past. Sure. Um, I was kind of upset with the indie dev setup there weren't a lot of and that's not necessarily their fault although i think that maybe they just didn't reach out to people but that's been the highlight of dream hacks in the past i thought was like that indie for hub. me yeah. yeah it was to cool and, seeing those new games meeting these uh, these devs yeah that's where i met uh brian clark who was on this show right, like right. Uh, the, the, the mortuary assistant and uh did the subjects and all those games like um you know, and I, you know, when you meet those people, you're like, holy shit, like, this is amazing. And you get to talk to them. Um, and then, like, you can just tell, like, kind of like when an agent meets someone that's that's trying to be an actor or something, you're kind of like, that guy's got something. Like, you can just sense it, right? Right, right. If you're looking for the right things. Um, and they just, it's the, the indie alley, which wasn't terrible, was just mostly limited to being super local, mostly college kids, right? That are that are working but, their way the, through Georgia Tech or something. And then, like we talked about earlier, they had Ludwig there. Ludwig was there, and um, I and I know that he was there raising money. He was doing like a seventy-two hour stream to raise money for charity. Mm-hmm. But they you got him in a glass box that was fully furnished. But you also got to think DreamHack. Oh yeah, paid no, for no. him to be there. Hundred percent. Like he still got to pay. He wasn't going to be there without getting paid. Yeah. Who's going to come to Atlanta and do that shit without getting paid? In a glass box like that. No. Sure. Yeah. It's not going to happen. But. That was interesting to see. You've sent me Ludwig stuff before. I I just really, 
the guy takes an academic approach to all of this. Sure. Like, like we talk about like the survivor paradox and like to figuring out what's successful and what's not successful. Yeah. Like he, he could write an instruction. Sorry, you want manual. rye or you want to, you want to, we can do some IPA. rye. Yeah, yeah. I'll do a little rye. Go ahead. Keep talking. He, I mean, he could write, I, I honestly, God think he could teach a college course. That's what you were telling me. You were like, that guy can, can teach anyone. Yeah. How to do this shit. And so do you think, you think anyone, all right, go ahead. No, finish. Well, no, I don't think anyone can do this. Sure. I do. Can anyone think, learn to do it? Well, I think there's two skills involved, right? And it, it goes back to like people you've met in radio. Sure. Right, like your Opie and Anthony's, those guys, right? But those guys weren't running the radio station at the same time they were broadcasting. Correct. Those guys weren't switching the the tricoder, right? Uh, behind every Howard Stern, there's uh, what's her face, Gail. Or uh, Robin. Robin, sorry. Sure. Sorry, Robin. Or and then even now there's like producers, right? I mean you have behind Joe Rogan there's that Jamie or or a red band. Sure. So I mean you have to have that talent, the ability to talk, the ability to hold a conversation with no one, the ability to to have a to turn a bit or you know to have be creative enough to to make something that people would want to experience right the nle the nle sure but then you also have to have that presentation skill Mm -hmm. you have to have like the knowledge on how to set things up the knowledge on how to make a uh a, a thumbnail or or how to stream or how to set up stream labs or stuff like that how to set a streaming schedule, how to make a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. how to post on Twitter. Like, that's a whole, not even an art form, that's a whole, like, academic. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, buddy. Zinga. Mm-hmm. But, no, that's a whole thing. Sure. And that's, I mean, and so Lud clearly has the talent but he's also just really maximizing on his knowledge on how to do it. Now, he's one of those guys that was Twitch, then got paid to go to YouTube, correct? Right. I'm right in that. He is. I think he has the highest subs for one month on Twitch. He has that record. Okay. He did a whole month-long subathon and got way out of hand. He, uh... Do yeah. you think... Do you think... I mean, obviously, I think over in in the grand scheme, the answer is no in this. But do you think anybody can easily can easily build what Ludwig's done or what someone like him has done? Oh yeah, there are kids doing it all the time that we're just not aware of, right? I mean, the algorithm just shows us what we want to see, right? Yeah. But there, I mean, the tastemakers have always been that sixteen to twenty year old, and. Like Ludwig has his girlfriend X T X Q X X T X Q D or Q D Cinderella, yeah, Q D C. And then they have all these other people they stream with. You have this whole stream house called uh, um, Online TV OTV. They have all these crews. I was thinking about it the other day, and it's it's this generation's version of like real world road rules, or like 
like those dramas that we would get enthralled with where there was those characters and we we would tune in every day or every week we wanted to know what the drama was yeah we we like like i said like that real world road rule stuff that we kind of started kind of grew up with on mtv yeah like that's this generation's characters and some of it's kind of gross like you're, you're seeing people with like severe mental health or substance abuse and it's playing out like on twitch and youtube and it's kind of like it's hard to watch it's yeah it's kind of gross clean clean your act up or you know what i mean right but at the right. same time like it's also that car wreck that we tune in to watch yeah like we want to see the train wreck that is and like we want to see how these kids pull this off pull off another production of this like that was a big thing that i got kind of like watched into was um they make these uh game show knockoffs so they'd make like a Jeopardy or a Price is Right or a Wheel of Fortune or a, a just just old game show knockoffs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like imagine if we were doing it, and okay. we were just inviting like Krista and Poteet and 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 uh, um, just Sean, the, just any of the gang. Yeah, sure. And it was it was a production, Schusting production. We were doing it at the Civic Center. We had people filming, and like you're just watching to see if these guys can get to the end of it. Like just, it's it's a train wreck the whole way through. There's some hilarious bits sprinkled in, some good jokes, but for the most part, you're just trying to get to the end. Mm. And so there's there's stuff like that, and it's some of it's quality, some of it's not so much quality. But they're all characters, and you're all in. You always, I can see where these kids get invested watching these characters and want to. So I I think that's where it's going to next. Is it's not television. It's if you were a television writer in the 90s, you were getting paid handsomely and you were producing some of the finest content ever. Now, there's, yeah. Yeah. And and the the democracy of it, right, where there used to be tastemakers in Hollywood that would have pilot season and they would decide which pilots got made or whatnot. Now, it's 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 more democratic. Sure. But at the same time... You have to produce videos quickly and cheaply so that you can make money doing it like on YouTube, for example. So you you don't get the good stories and the good plots like you got in the old TV. It's it's that reality, that quick hit, that game show or, or whatever. Well, it seems like it needs to rely a lot on the on the the drama type stuff, you know, like it, it has to rely on that more than anything else. Cause everything kind of follows. It's like, like what's making a ton of money on TV. It's Kardashians, it's housewives, it's well, stuff like that. And I, I think when you see the streamers, some of the streamers and, and YouTube people that make content like this, that are the most successful are the ones that have uh, relationships going on. Mm-hmm. So like one or more of the people in the content house are dating or married or, or a couple. And it's not like we want to see the couple fail. It's like, this is just a relationship mm-hmm. and we just want to watch this relationship, right? It's a cute, adorable relationship. Look how they, they love each other or, Oh no, they're fighting or no, they're not fighting or, but it, you, you see that trend as well where it's content creators, the relationship between and it's not even sometimes not not even a romantic it's just like like a bro relationship um uh, one that comes to mind is um Ms. Kiff. that guy's weird as fuck 
Um, but like his podcast like works really well with the other guy on the other side. His name escapes me right now, but they feed off of each other really well. And it's that bro relationship and it's and so you tune in to watch these guys hang out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I dude, that's that's all I ever wanted. You right. know what I'm saying? Like that's all that's all a radio show was. So it's it's becoming this like it's it's becoming more democratic. And so it's really interesting because the people that are bubbling to the top of the algorithm, A, have perfected how to manipulate the algorithm, which mm-hmm. is half the battle. But not only can they manipulate the algorithm, but they can produce content that will make you watch their video. And you go, I enjoyed watching that video. And so the next time the algorithm bubbles their content up, you're not going to go, I don't want to watch this. You're going to be more inclined to, I like their last one. I'll click on this one. Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast does the same thing. And, I mean, he caters to a certain crowd. And he doesn't make as much content as he used to because he doesn't have to. He's he's maximi- He's min-maxed himself. But early on, it was all, he was like, again, he was writing the book on how to manipulate this. Yeah. How to play this game. It takes a lot of time. It's weird. Well, it takes a lot of time. I mean, how how many of these guys do you see that have a family? It still takes work and effort. It still takes work and effort. It it does. That's why I'm saying. How many of these guys do you see that have a family? Well, they're young, though. They are. They're less than 30. Like, that's not what's important to them right now. I know. It's nuts because, like, I did don't you know. see? Did you see Mr. Beast on? Um, was it? Uh, what's uh, he did a whole sprint of shows. He did a bunch of pot. What's the one guy that um, is funny as hell? Shit, not Rogan. Rogan was on it. He's uh, the Italian guy. Um, Italian guy. Kinda. Uh, God damn it! I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he was great on it. recommendation. It's uh not Andrew Santini because that's that's the redhead. Yeah. Um. What's the guy? He was for a while there, especially during the pandemic, on the Instagram. He'd come up on Instagram and he'd go, "Hey, turn it over like this," and you turn it to the side. And he had his own little talk show on Instagram. Oh, I can't remember his name right now. I know. I, I can't think of it, but it doesn't matter. It's fine. It doesn't matter. The, the fact of the matter is, is that there's some guys out there that know how to do this, and it's they're the and I the first guy that came to mind was Harvey Weinstein, and it's horrible because um, that's not the example I want. Spielberg, the Spielberg, yeah, they are the Spielberg of this this new media, and I don't think we're. I don't think we're getting rid of movies. I don't think you're ever going to get rid of the movies. Yeah, they're going to they're going to all exist kind of together, but it's just they're going to have to fight harder to get eyes. So, what's your opinion on releasing an entire series like Netflix will do sometimes, or spacing it out, or drip feeding it like uh, HBO or uh, like Disney will do? Drip feed, like I, I I prefer drip feed just because. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter because I. I have I've kind of come to not like uh uh binge watching. I'm not a big fan of binge watching. Um because I feel like you don't get to enjoy you don't get to ponder 
like what you got to just see. You got to you get to see immediate immediate relief for the cliffhanger. Like I feel like it cuts the cliffhanger short. I feel like it makes you you, you need to marinate is what you're saying. I like I, well I like the I like the marination. I like the conversation that comes for, from being like, dude, I wonder what the fuck that was about. Like like some of the most enjoyable TV but for sometimes me. I like just to watch another episode. I do, but it depends it depends on what it is. If it's an hour long drama, right? If yeah. it's a breaking bad, I almost feel like I almost feel like I am not appreciating the work that's put into it. If that makes sense. Okay. Like if it's a sitcom Well, if it's a thirty minute like Roseanne or, or Home Improvement. I feel like that while I know people work hard on that, I don't feel like it is a Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, a fucking wire. I don't feel like it's any of that stuff. Drop me another episode right after the next, right? You can binge yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Because Especially when it's like like How I Met Your Mother, well, like 30-minute episodes, it just goes. Well, and there's a difference when it's a show that can stand, like an episode can stand by itself. Like I can immediately watch, you pick them, you pick them, Roseanne, or you right. pick them, uh, How I Met Your Mother, and know exactly who's who, what's what, what the story is, because every story to, is contained within You don't even have to minutes. begin the episode at the beginning. Yeah. You, you can, can probably drop in in the second act and still be fine. 100%. It's It goes the same for streaming. It goes the same for streaming in the fact that if you're playing a multiplayer game, okay, people stick around because there's rounds to it. Well, I'm in the middle of this round, but I see that this team is winning and this team is losing. Or I'm in this round and this is what they have. These are the objectives they have to finish. Um, and then I know that there's going to be a new round after this. You have way less retention on a game that is story driven because if someone missed the first two hours of a 10 hour game, they're less likely to stick around because they don't know what's going on. Right. But those, those let's plays, I think translate way better onto something like YouTube. They do where, they where do. you, you go through the story with, and that's another thing that's odd to me that I've thought about. I, like I can remember when, um, the fractured butthole came out, mm -hmm. and you would debate it on part. whether or not you were going to uh, stream that because you're like, I don't want to ruin the story for other people. And it's like, so as a streamer, like, do you? I mean, I know that. But so, so here's the thing with that kind of stuff is I know I've got people that want to play those games that can't play them immediately. Maybe they're broke. Maybe they don't have the time. So they'll be like. I'm going to be playing this game at some point, so I don't want any spoilers. I'll talk to you guys later. Right, and you don't want to do that. You don't want to. No, the whole like the, the I think the the large point of streaming is I want to talk to people. It has nothing to do with playing a game. It has zero to do with playing a game. It has everything to do with show up and let's talk some shit. Right. Uh -huh. So what I've been struggling with is, I feel like for a while I had played a game that was easy to talk with chat. Right. Then I switched to a game that wasn't easy. It wasn't as easy to talk to chat because you had to like focus or you're just dead all the time, right? Um, well, then that's that's why that genre, the reaction video genre, that, that's what's like hugely popular against the most of the let the 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 less chat streamers, the Ludwigs and all those guys, uh, uh, Moist Critical Charlie, mm. those guys make their bread and butter on React. React is such a huge thing. Now, they'll do. But why they'll does it do feel like so icky. 
they'll do. I see. I think it's icky. It feels gross. It feels like. But, but I think that's my pride fucking with me. Well, no, it feels like. Look at the Mona Lisa. And you're like, <gasps> so now my content, my art, is going <gasps> at the Mona Lisa. When like Leonardo fucking goddamn Da Vinci painted, he painted that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, there's a weird lift of someone else's work to make your work, right? Or like, it's like and, it's like that shy of TV shit where it's it, like it gets, it's just a bunch of videos and it's not credited half of it. You know, and it gets even more derivative when you see them do like the like that's the big thing they'll do is they'll go on TikTok and they'll bookmark like ten or twelve videos on TikTok. XQC does this, yeah. And then they'll play TikTok, we playing, and then their face is on the side, and there goes chat. And sometimes chat will, like, beg. They'll donate to send him links to play. And he won't play them. He's got his own playlist he's got on his TikTok that he's going to play. And he'll he'll react to those, right? And people are watching him, and they want to watch him react to these TikTok videos they think are funny and great. They want to see him laugh and think it's funny and great. And it just, it seems like, like ultra derivative. And like, to me, it just seems like that is like, you could be making better content and, and like Ludwig and, and like Moist Critical, they do better. And like, and there are other guys cause they, they react to react videos that are reacting. Like it's like on top, on top, on top. Yeah. This Bo Burnham shit. Yeah. But like the guys they're reacting to are guys that are putting together like these internet essays like based on stuff and those guys are producing some of the like what I would think like quality content. There's this guy summoning salt and he made he's he's famous for posting like the history of speedruns. So he'll pick like a speedrun like Metroid and he'll go over the history of like where it was and where it is today and how we got there and he'll he'll give all of these different speedrunners these characters and he'll say, like, this guy was doing this, and this guy was trying to do this. And he'll, like, clip in parts of them streaming and stuff like that. Yeah. But you can tell, like, he's put work and research and editing into producing these videos. He's not just playing something next to his face and reacting to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's people who do stuff like that. Uh, punk Rock MBA. Sure, yeah. But those people, their videos are then reacted to by these popular people like Ludwig or XQC or Cutie Cinderella or Maya or Mizkiff or these guys. And they all see this stuff and they just think, like, so we're all watching this. I mean, on top of it, you see things like, you'll see Ludwig, he does streams where he plays video games. Or you'll see him, like, he has The Yard, which is his podcast. And the, the You sent me a few things about that. Hassan, uh, he has his podcast and these guys, but most of these less chat guys, because they're just going daily and they're just grinding daily, there's, you have to fall back on something like that. You have to fall back on a, and so I think that like at the end of the day, having like some of my favorite streams of yours, the, the less chatting streams are been times when chat has dropped videos and you've watched videos like the opening the can of corn. It's react stuff though. That's the same thing. That's, it's a react video, but come on, that was good content for you. It, it was. I it mean, was funny. We all laughed. You were laughing. You had a great time. Were you there for Pot Prairie Cock? No. Did you ever see? I did see it. You showed it to me. Did you? Did you ever see my video of of reacting to that? No. It's not. I think it's my most viewed video on YouTube. But it's a react video, right? It 
is, and I don't understand. Like, I just, I, that's not it. I think that's what it is. I think it's, I think it's what I said earlier. I think it's pride, fucking with me because those guys don't give a shit that it's, it's, it's a, it's the fucking low leg sweep in fucking Mortal Kombat to win the game, right? Yeah, because that's what it is. They don't care that you're spamming C. It, it, it that's that's exactly what it is. They and just want to watch. To me, it. I'm just kind of like, but I can. But people don't care. Like I, I can, I can make my whatever explanation is sitting in my heart right now, threatening to fucking right. give me a coronary. So that's that's that survivor paradox I was talking about. Don't focus on what, what is successful. Successful. Yeah. Focus on why it was successful. It was successful because you were genuinely having a hilarious time. Saying poppycock or whatever it was. Poppery cock. Poppery cock. Yeah. <laughs> Right, um, so you just you just have to find that lightning in a bottle, and you don't have to do it reacting to a video necessarily. But at the same time, like, but reacting to that stuff can be. I just wanted people to know it's a, it's it's all it's all a lie, like uh, it's all like everyone's like just do the content you want to do, and your audience will find you. No, they won't. No, no, they won't. But but you have to. But you can you can. They won't do it. They won't show up. No, but you. I've can, been doing it for years. They don't. Oh, they don't show up. You can make a compromise. You can. You can give. You can give a little bit of yourself to get that community to do those things you want to do with them. And you have. You do have a community that's willing to go on a ride every once in a while. Yeah, I do. I do, and and I and I do appreciate that. But it's. I mean, I've I've often thought like especially with how how well like Sheets does like commentary and how he can just be over the top sometimes with it. Yeah, he's brilliant. I I really think like a Twitch clip show where it was just like just watching Twitch clips. And and the problem with that is you would need somebody screening clips to make sure they were half decent before they made it through. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could sort clips by like most viewed, most popular. I, I'm sure you could you could, you could you could Pornhub filter it. I'm sure you you could make some kind of algorithm where your your users could submit links and then it could sort them. But then you're just being Rob Dyrdek. Well, I mean, before <laughs> then you're there just was being Tosh. I was gonna say before there was Rob Dyrdek, it was Tosh, and Tosh Bef did it. Tosh did it way better because he was funny as fuck. Before there was Tosh, there was Web Junk Twenty with Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. On VH1. Uh-huh. And before that, there was Bob Saget on America's Funniest Home Videos. Right. So, I mean, it's it's like everything's just, it's all been reacts. Like, think about that. Well, it's Rob Dyrdek easiest... has made an entire an entire second career after Robin Big off of ridiculousness. And all it is is react. Yeah. Why? It's Why? not even react. It's not. I, I, I think at this point he's doing it like you do radio where he's just preloading bumpers. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's what Tosh became, and that's why we don't get it anymore. Because he was just done with that. He didn't want to write. Well, he got paid godly amounts of money. And that's the other thing. At some point in time, like, if I got paid that kind of money and they're like, we need to come and do this again. Like Ari Shafir, how he was like, I'm not doing my storyteller show anymore. I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm done. We're going on vacation. Like, we just paid you, and he's like, Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I'm going on walkabout. See ya. <laughs> okay, hold on. I got to run this by you. It's a sketch idea. Please. So Please this, do. 
this is a sketch idea. And no way do I think this is real. Okay. Or I think this should happen. So it's going to happen. I think this should just be a funny sketch. This is parody. Okay. So when, like, let's, let's do a little setup here. Okay. When you're talking about setting this thing up, are you talking about like this is a YouTube video you're doing, like a one-off, or is this like something that would pop up in the middle of like an SNL? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you didn't answer the question. <laughs> Which one of those things? Either, either. Okay. It's fine. All right, I got you, got you. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. So basically, Alex Jones, he's in lots of debt because of all these Sandy Hook lawsuits, right? Sure. So to pay for it, he's going to sell this new supplement called the Red Pill. Okay. Right, and it's gonna contain those like special blends of mushrooms and shit created by Joe Rogan and Ari Shafir, right? Sure. And uh, it's gonna turn out that it's basically a lethal cocktail for anyone to take. Like, if you eat three of them, you're gonna die. Okay. So immediately they're recalled from the shelves, and the right blames the 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 fake news media for blowing this out of proportion, and there's nothing wrong with taking the red pill. Hmm. So now dumpsters, landfills, warehouses are being raided. The far right is going after the red pill. All right. The left isn't going to keep, the government's not going to keep this from us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need my green coffee bean pills. Gotcha. Right. And in like nine weeks, 90% of all Republicans are dead. Okay. Is that it? Yeah. That's the one? That's yeah, it? Okay. That's, All right. Mm. I mean, like, the left is, they're left baffled because people couldn't follow simple instructions. That makes me think of, like, a, a fucking kids in the hall bit. That sounds like a kids in the hall yeah. skit right there. Right? 100%. That's good. I like it. Yeah. I, I thought like so. Who do we need to reach out to? I, I, Who's a writer somewhere? But I'm just saying no one should make a pill called the red pill that kills people. See, here's the here's the other thing that no one's talking about is you just willed that into existence. You've brought that into the ether. It's and a now sketch it's idea. Be a I thing. don't it's just Okay. All right. So when we see the red pill, the first person I'm calling, the first person I'm sending the link to. <laughs> Is you. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm going to go clip this section out. <laughs> and I'll be like, Stoner Boy from Georgia figured out the red pill before the red pill. Could you imagine? Do, the- we, have, do we have a newspaper you can hold it up? <laughs> Could you imagine the <laughs> Note right? Note the time. Could you imagine the right gaslighting themselves? November 28th, 2022, 10, 26 p.m. Could you imagine them gaslighting themselves into taking a pill that could kill them? Uh, I can imagine both sides gaslighting themselves to take a pill <laughs> in the extreme circumstance. <laughs> you think the left could be tricked as well? Yes. I mean, obviously, yes. We're yes. just as dumb. Yes, we all fall for the same hoodoo. <laughs> we all want our NLE, all right? Yeah. And there's always someone and out some there that people, promises- And some people's NLE don't have black people in it. I, I know. Yeah. Well- and some people's NLE don't have those trans people in it either. There's, there but is. But my NLE has all of it. All of it at and, the same time. And and that's the thing. It's like it's like the NLE 
is going to be promised by any and everyone. The NLE is exactly what gets votes, right? That's what that's what they're going for. Like, I want you to believe in me. I'm your NLE Sherpa. I'm your fixer for the Northern Lights experience. I'm telling you, it's it's a company. Like, we'll have yurts in Alaska. It won't even be fun. <laughs> it won't even be fun, but we're going to call it NLE, the Northern Lights experience. <laughs> we're just going to get you to voice it over while we have, like, stock footage of, like, moose running in like eight feet of snow that's another thing man you ever Wait. seen a moose in real life no i don't want to they're Those terrifying things are fucking ter- no. i saw i've It'll only seen you one up. moose it was laying down on the ground and it was fucking and it was gigantic. as tall it was as tall as a stop sign laying down on the ground yeah in a big. ditch and i was like you just stay right the fuck there my dude yeah man i'm gonna keep going good to see you <laughs> yeah i got a story now um that's the other thing, man. Like, just things like, and the and the internet is has made all this possible, and I think it's wonderful for a lot of people. But voiceover stuff, you brought up voiceover stuff, dude. That is a booming business. How have you not gotten into Fiverr doing voiceover work? I tried. No one's interested. No one's interested. I don't have a unique. I I have a. I I feel like I have a decent voice. I don't feel like I have a unique enough voice. You should, all right, there's that, uh, he was in that movie about being addicted to porn. Um, he was in the movie about dreaming. Um, oh. He's got three names. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Inception, and. Uh, I love him, I want to hug him. I can't remember the porn one. Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third Rock from the anyway, I got you. He's got that uh, hit record thing that he does. 100 Days of Summer. No, 100 Days of Summer is another one. He's got this website, and it's it's done like in honor of his, his late brother or something like that. But it's like constantly he's like asking for like voiceover artists. And it's it's all for free, and it's like an artist like contribution situation. Sure. Like someone wrote, writes a script, and they need voiceovers for their animation or whatever. It's called Hit Record? I think so. This yeah. right here, hitrecord.org. Yeah, right. yeah. So what does he want? So like click on the community there. Let's see about real quick. Or you can do that. So Hey everyone. Joseph Gord Joe Gordon Levitt here. Welcome to Hit Record and thanks for coming. My brother Dan and I started this little corner of the internet long ago. What began as a creative outlet for me and my videos and songs and stories and things soon evolved into a hub of collaboration for a community full of people who love making all kinds of art together. Oh, that's a lot of words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, to, like, click on the community button. Uh, okay. So, like, um, the, these are people that are just posting, like, poems or art. But, like, uh, so this is outstanding art from the community. Sure. But like if you scroll back up, like you can log in, go to explore. Okay. And you can see different like. So I can read that. Yeah, and they're like different writing prompts. 
scroll down. But like sometimes there'll be requests for like voiceover artists. Like, hey, we're doing this animation and we need a voiceover artist for this project. So each one of these different things is a different project and people can submit. Voice acting contribution. Where do you see? Yeah, there you go. Record voice yourself actor. voicing one or more of the Christmas creative creatives tiny stories. Voice artist. Okay. See, and they just they just need people to submit recording and they have like a script and what's this say? Well, I don't know what this is. I don't know what that is either. Knock knock ginger. Written by record, replay, relive. Okay. So like you can like scroll down and you can like they'll have the different inf but basically you can log in and mm -hmm. you can submit. Okay. I could try that. So you can build a portfolio here. And then build off of that, but it gives you an opportunity to practice your art, so to speak. Interesting. I uh, I didn't know that existed. And it's uh well, and it's 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 Joe's like it's an interesting like collaboration point where like again he has it, anyone can create a project that's in the community, and then you can submit to any project that you want. And it's heavily like uh, moderated and curated, moderated, curated, yeah. like. They they keep the riffraff out, so. But they also keep the riffraff out because it's not that big. It's not that yeah. wildly known. I only know about it because I followed Joseph Gordon Lovett on uh, Twitter. Speaking of, we're talking about Twitter, right? Yeah. At the beginning of how like it's going downhill. Yeah. I'm telling you what, and it's death rows. Like it's never been better. It's that, never been better to be a part of Twitter. It's Twitter really has never been better than it has been in like the last about six weeks for me. Well, but it's all everybody bitching about Elon, man. Like oh, I'm just tired of seeing I blocked, it. I blocked Elon, so I don't see that shit. I don't see, like I still follow some political stuff, so every once in a while I'll see like the screen caps of people posting horrible shit, but I don't see people posting horrible shit. And I can, I can engage in it if I want to or not, and I've... Mine's pretty sanitized too. I've learned to use the tools a lot better lately about blocking and muting and just because I've also learned that like I I went to take a uh, am, I, am I muted? Did you mute me? No. Okay. <laughs> I took a victory lap a couple of weeks back because like the left did something great that the right said they weren't going to do or whatever, mm -hmm. and I was like posting on all these like right wing stuff, and then the algorithm was like. You you engaged with posts like this. So obviously you want to see more posts like this. What I've determined is the algorithm doesn't know if you had a positive or negative experience. It just sees a click. It just sees that you engaged. You clicked and you typed some shit. Didn't matter what you typed. So we're going to keep showing you that shit so that you can keep clicking and you can keep typing. Mm. No, I don't think Twitter's going to last. I think it's going to turn into a 4chan or something here pretty soon. It's it's getting it's weird. Well, it's getting to where there are weird parts of Twitter. And I think as long as the same people do our part and use the tools provided to us, we can like carve out our own sane part of Twitter, but I then it's like are you just turning a deaf eye to Nazi Germany? Right? Are you are you the uh, the German baker who just you know keeps making croissants? I mean, are you turning a deaf eye to that? I mean, maybe, but I mean, also like you said, for, things like 4chan exist. 
I have no control over making this exist or non exist, right? No, we need none of us do. Like no no one person does. Uh I do think it's interesting it would sometimes only, it, would, it would only hurt if we moved in, in mass. I, I do think it's interesting how sometimes people will screen cap things. Like Donald Trump's not on Twitter, but they'll screen cap truth social posts from Donald Trump and post it on Twitter. He's back on Twitter, didn't he? Yeah, but he doesn't he can't post on Twitter. He's contractually obligated to post on Truth Social. Oh. Like it whatever he posts Something about that is like depressing to me. <laughs> whatever he posts whatever he posts has to be on Truth Social for like 6 or 9 hours before he can post it somewhere else. Oh yeah, exclusivity, huh? So it's but I mean and it is what it is, but at the same time it's like even before he was back, they would post screen caps of his posts on True Social. Mm. I was like, what's the difference, guys? Like, aren't you kind of, you you know, you're, you're getting around the band for him. Yeah, of course. Granted, you're yelling it to a different audience than, you know, he's, he's yelling it at too, but I mean. Eh. But I, I think that's the thing, man. There's, there is a, there is something, because Twitter's experiencing it. Twitch is experiencing it. There is a backlog. There's like a bottlenecking of a lot of the same information. Like there are some days where I'll jump on Twitter and I'll I'll scroll through and I'll be like, I'm tired of seeing X, Y, Z. Right. And it's all I'm seeing. And I know that's because of my choices on Twitter at some point. It is very frustrating because I'm just like, it makes me not want to fucking interact with the, yeah. with the platform because I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I'd rather just see a bunch of different shit than the than algorithm a bunch of the could same be shit. overly aggressive. Yeah, I, I feel like that, Instagram does it too uh, on like, uh, on Pandora. Like I'll I'll like type in Tom Petty station and I'll be listening to Tom Petty. Yeah, and uh, a Counting Crows song will come on. And sure. I, go, I like Counting Crows, so I'll thumbs up that. Well, now my Tom Petty station is a Counting Crows station. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, dude, you forgot the, <laughs> you, you totally jumped the shark, I man. Have, I have that in in Spotify when you look up uh, when I do anything that's nine inch. I feel like Spotify for me anyway feels right. like nine inch nails, Tool, Rage Against the Machine, and Deftones are the same band. Yep, <laughs> because they're all in the same playlist. If I do a Deftones playlist, those other four bands are there. If I do a, a nine a nine inch nails playlist, those other bands are there. And I'm just like. Bro, can you just give me something else? Yeah, it's give like, me some I've, parody. I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, I I just kind of pick something like anything else. Well, and that's I think that's the paradox of the algorithm is the algorithm is designed to give you everything that you want. Sometimes it's spot on, and that, and it is. I mean, like the YouTube algorithm will say you want to watch this guy make a leather wallet. I do want to <laughs> see this leather it. wallet. And you'll watch the guy wake the leather wallet, and you're like, I enjoyed every fucking minute of it. And the fucking <laughs> algorithm's just like, got another one, guys. Told you. We got another one. You're going to love watching this Brazilian woman jump hurdles. And you're like, no, I'm not. And then you're like, you do. And you're like, I did. I loved it. <laughs> Look at her. What else have you got, algorithm? Look how short those shorts are. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Doesn't seem legal. Nope. But for Brazil. Nothing's legal. But Everything's legal. That's the say. algorithm. That's the algorithm, right? It's weird. But it's, if you're the guy that gets everything you want, 
eventually you're just going to be like, fuck, man, I just want something. I need a new drug, right? Yeah, that's that's the whole Lewis thing. In the news. They they made they made weed legal, right? I want a new drug. One and they were like, be sick. They're like mushrooms, man. Uh, yeah, it's just <laughs> now mushrooms are legal. It's, it's, it's a like slow roll to decriminalization of everything. Like right? it's just a ah, come on, heroin's not that bad. What if we have different strains, man? What if we had a, a what if we have safe places to shoot up a needle tender under like yeah sure you had a nurse that like Amsterdam yeah. <laughs> You gave a nurse that just gave you a, uh, a shot of heroin. Oh, I forgot. You haven't seen The Wire, right? I have, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You're just playing off that. I got you. Yeah. The Amsterdam <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. We When we went to Amsterdam, uh, not Amsterdam, uh, what's the place? Vancouver. Vancouver has Canada. that one street. Yes. That we is... walked down it. You walked down that street? We walked down that street. I've drove down that street and looked. Second night in Vancouver. We Canada. walked from a bar to the tour, the the highest tourist section, which is literally half a block away from all that shit. The highest concentrated tourist section uh-huh. of all the awesome I, yeah. places to shop. Yeah, that's right there. I know. So we were at this bar that was like one of those, uh, one of those like uh, prohibition era like right, alchemist yeah. type places, uh-huh. right? Bartender was awesome. Talked to him again. Fixer. Right, fixer. Hey, we're going to these places. He's like, that's not far, but you got to walk through such and such area, whatever street. He said, yeah. And I remember my friend, uh, my friend James Lynch, uh-huh. from the Parting Shot podcast, telling yeah. me, as long as you stay away from this street, you're fine. I think I even told you the same thing. We walked all the way down it. Oh my god! And it was the weirdest thing. It was literally people shooting up. Uh huh. On the street. Uh huh. Laying down in the sidewalk and just drooling. Yeah. And there were just cops sitting with their arms crossed, leaned up against their cruisers, just to make sure that the people walking, passing from one tourist area to the other, don't get fucked up. Uh huh. There were moms out for a jog with their fucking running strollers through that area. Uh huh. And no one gave a fuck. My- it's just. They knew, like the the people taking the drugs knew, to be between this area and this area. Oh yeah, no, I my first night in Vancouver, I knew that like weed wasn't legal in Canada at the time, but like in Vancouver specifically, it was a gray market. Mm-hmm. So I looked up different places to uh, shop at the gray market, and they were all on this one particular street. Right. I started started researching more and more, and I was like, this sounds sketch as fuck, but Mm -hmm. I'm not sure about it. Well, the next day, we're driving back from the appointment, and I'm looking at my sat-nav, and I happen to type in the address for these places, and we drive by it. And it's like two blocks down from where the methadone clinic and a large Catholic church is. Yeah. So all the homeless are there getting their methadone, and their heroin and whatnot, and they're getting their meal from this Catholic church, and they're all set up on the sidewalk. And I was like, nope, I'm not about to walk down there to get some weed late at night. No, I'm good. I don't need weed. I'm just going to drink some booze. This is fine. Yeah. Because that place was like, I the only way I would have walked it would have been in the middle of the day, and I don't know if I would have made that walk with my wife. No, yeah, it was it was weird because like even the bar, but the bartender was like, "You'll be fine." 
Just walk through there. No one's going to bug you because no one wants to be, no one wants to have their drug use interrupted. Right. So no one's going to fuck with you in the daytime. He's like, you'll be fine. It was pushed broad daylight. People, I know. I knew I would be people fine. Are, people are smoking just, things yeah. out of out of tin foil. People yeah. are shooting things into their arms. Yeah. And people are just. Lit- it was very disturbing. Uh huh. It was incredibly disturbing. I drove by it twice and was disturbed every time. You walked by it. Yeah, we walked down the street. We walked. Oh. We walked like two or three blocks of it. We didn't realize. Like we just thought, oh, it's just going to be a bunch of people that are just fucking. Uh uh-uh. No. No. It's- <laughs> Like they it's were. Not, it's like they take the entire city of Vancouver and put them on these three blocks. It was one hundred percent the Hamsterdam from the wire. Uh-huh, yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah, people just doing whatever the fuck. Oh yeah. And as long as they weren't fucking with people and fucking with each other, uh-huh. the cops left them the fuck alone. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. But at the same time, you're kind of like. I was in Olympia, Washington, and they've got two city blocks that they have fenced off, like barbed wire across the top. And if you've got a tent and you want to set it up in the city limits of Olympia, you set it up on those blocks. You can't set a tent up anywhere else. You can't be homeless anywhere but within those two blocks. And apparently, like, crime is high, like, Things like rape and 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 theft are high in those areas, and for like them, the homeless, it's like not good. Yeah, but for us, you know, yeah, in our high ivory castles, we don't have to deal with it because we just shoved them all into a couple of blocks. I mean, look at look at what San Francisco's going through. Look at what uh, Portland like. I mean, I, I we talk to our buddy all the time, and he said Portland is just terrible to be in. Uh, certain parts, I'm sure. That whole, uh, the whole coastal Pacific coastal, Pacific Northwest. Paci- well, not says more San Francisco than the Pacific Northwest. You got to think if you're homeless, like that's the spot to be. Yeah, it's not too hot, not too cold, right? Yeah. Or and 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 or if you want to be a migrant and move up towards Portland and whatnot during the summer. And then come back down south during the winter. It's not a hard trip to make. It's not an expensive bus ticket from Portland to Sacramento. Yeah, it's true. You got. I mean, it's different. You can, you can cruise pretty pretty easily if it, you if you just were halfway smart with money. Had a little bit to get a bus fare from here to there. I mean, it's like you hear Joey Diaz talk about it. Like you wake up in the morning and you got to get two racks. So you do whatever you got to do to get two racks, mm. right? You get $200 and then like whatever happens after that, right? You got $200 and two grams of blow. Fuck man. You high society. It's weird. It's so it's a weird way to live. It's definitely like very selfish. It's very just you. It's, it's, it's the fucked up weird life version. Like the, the, the IRL version of, I'm just going to react to things and make money off of it. Right? Only I'm just going to fucking shoot up. It's just low effort. In the streets as of Vancouver. low effort as possible. Maybe that's the problem, right? Maybe that's the 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 thing you, with you content creation. That, man. You say that about like like the the react content, like it's low effort, but then you see these people hustling. 
you see people hustling. Sure, sure. There's there's levels to it, right? You see lazy people that react to stuff. You see people that hustle and react to stuff. But see the people that are big, the people that you're talking about, the Ludwigs, the fucking uh, uh what's the name? Moist Hassan. Critical, Charlie, yeah. Hassan. Yeah, Hassan. Like all those guys. That's not all they do though. They're 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 much bigger than their sure, React sure, content. Sure. Like there are some people that feel like React content that's all that is all they do. Now, if you have a specialty in it, maybe you're a vocal coach that reacts to so people that's, singing. That's a different thing. I was gonna say, like there's a YouTube uh, quarter crew. They're a special effects house. Yeah. And they react to special effects and they talk about special effects and videos and stuff. Sure. And that's an interesting it still it still feels easy, low hanging fruit. But it's but it's 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 a slice. But, but they took the time to cut that fruit that fell off the very, tree into something pretty. It's very niche, right? Like yeah. you're you're reacting to something very niche. Well, and then I, I guess there are some times when it's like I'd like to know this person's opinion about this. Right? I mean, that's what sports is all about. Yeah. I mean, there there are people on ESPN that make their whole Sports talk radio across it's the all entire react. nation. It's all react, right? Something it's all happens react, on a field it's all speculation. It's all speculation. Yeah, right. Here's what I think's going to happen. Here's yeah. what they need to do. Uh -huh. Here's what they got going on. Uh -huh. Here's what they don't have going on. Yeah. Here's what needs to happen next year. Here's what this coach needs to do. Here's what we need to look for in our next coach. That's all sports radio is. Right, but then, so like, why don't we react to things like the Kardashians or TV that we see or... Uh, maybe maybe I'm just a dumbass and or thinking, drama that we see amongst our friends, and maybe, we can monetize that because that's that's the other thing is there there are kids there are seventeen eighteen year old kids that have millions of followers they figured out this game and like they have their friends over and their friends are on stream and they're hanging out and it's like it's weird. It is weird. It feels like you shouldn't be watching what's going on. Like, not in a weird, like, perverted sexual way, but it's just kind of like, why am I watching these guys just open their mail and, like, talk in a really nice house, much nicer than I'll ever have? Right. Um, well, it even gets weirder, though, when you see, like, shit just, like, go weird. Yeah. Like, one of them just starts misbehaving or, yeah. or acting out, and you're like, you're an adult. Let's talk about, I mean, it's not limited to React stuff. Let's talk about, all right, so so obviously I have a toddler, right? Yeah. Let's talk about someone called Miss Rachel. You heard of Miss Rachel? Very briefly, but yeah. $10 million a year in front of a green screen talking to kids. Basically doing what your teachers at preschool and kindergarten do. Right, but that's not React content. It's I mean, not. No, it's not. But I'm just saying. Like, that's high effort content. I mean, it's it's still effort content. It's, it is effort content. I will give you that. What I will say is she is in a wonderful position because she releases videos about once a month. And 45 to 60% of her video is recycled from shit before. Right. Because kids don't care. They just want to see that shit over and over again. And I'm not saying I'm not downplaying. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying like it's, you're just. It's amazing, like how. Oh, you want to know the genius one? The what? genius one is the dad that filmed his kid reacting to opening a Nerf gun or a toy. Oh yeah, there's kids that are that that. And then now the so kids' whole channel is him reacting to opening toys, 
that the parents don't buy. They're sent. That they're sent to them. They're sent to them by the distributor, yes. by, by the manufacturer. Brilliant, man. You don't have to buy your kids' toys. That dad, that dad has it fucking turned on. That's a dad of the year move. Like, it's, it's, you're thinking that they're exploitive and all that nonsense? No. That is, like, that kid's going to be 40 years old thinking about what his dad did for him to get all the coolest toys. And in some cases, that kid will figure out how to not, how to be fucking pissed at their dad because of that. I didn't have a childhood, a proper childhood. <laughs> no, you didn't have a childhood because you had every fucking toy under the sun. Most children didn't ha- had rocks and cans and sticks. Asshole. I. But it's I don't know. what's odd. Like you want to take care of your kid, right? You like so. Here's 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 the conundrum. Okay. There is a. All right, so there's a way. Like, right, you've got a young child. Sure. And you're like, in your head, you're like, I just figured out this idea that if I, that me and my, if me and my kid do this, and I make my kid the star of this YouTube channel, they will be A, set for life with money. They will, but they will also be catapulted into the zeitgeist, right, of what's going on. Do you do it? Do you do it knowing that they are too young to know what the repercussions of that would be of being known, being super known as a YouTube personality? Cause that kid, that kid that you're talking about opening up those toys was just excited to be opening toys at one point. Sure. Yeah. May still be excited to open toys. But There's gotta be a day where it's like, okay, we gotta do a video of you open a toy. And he's like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to like, but you gotta, and you're like, what? This isn't yeah. fun anymore. Sure, I'm sure that day happens. So. But that's a conversation. I mean, that's. How I mean, young was this kid when that, that channel started? He had to have been like five or six, maybe yeah, seven. You don't know. You can be convinced of anything at five. No, but what I'm saying is this. Like, I do think that as a child becoming an adult, and I'm not saying that children have to become adults at eight or nine or ten or whatever. But I do think there are life lessons that you learn along the way. And when you learn them, who cares? But, like, learning that sometimes you have to do shit you don't want to do. Like, I don't want to make a video of me opening a toy. Yeah. And, like, learning that, you know, suck it up and open this toy. That's, I mean, that's a. There is that, but, like, there's there's that thing in me, and maybe that's why, that's what would stop someone from me from being at that next level. Of being like, I don't want to do React content, right? Like, I don't want to be the React content guy. Well, no, no, hold on. Like, drawing a there, line in the sand, but then there's like, I don't want to. I don't want to go to work today. It's a Monday. The alarm clock's going off. Sure, but once your five year old kid gets the wherewithal to be like, I don't want to open up a toy. Do you continue making them open up the toy? Do you just say, all right? You're well, good. then if you're you good. back it off and like your six or seven year old kid. Doesn't want to go to karate today. Okay. He's always gone to karate. It's his goal to, to keep going to karate and get the next belt. And he wants to not go today. He doesn't want to do it today. He doesn't want to go to baseball practice. You push them or you talk to them? Do you push them? Do you talk to them? What do you do, right? Yeah. 
I mean, do I you feel, say, look, this is what this could build a life for you. This could do this and that I, for well, you. I, do I they understand like, that gravity at six or seven years old? I, I think you. you is it th- fair to push that on them at six or seven? I think you push obligations. If you you commit to doing something, you have to follow through. I mean, there's. But there's, up until that point, they've never committed to anything. They're just excited to open toys. So I mean, that's that's yeah. That's that's a commitment you've made for them. Sure, sure. It gets weird at a certain point. I'm just saying. Well, no, and 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 as a parent, like for me, it's like you're just throwing everything at a wall. Like you're just <laughs> o- you're almost overwatering the plant. You, know <laughs> you what see I mean? the toys upstairs? They're everywhere. Like you, you just not even that. Just like interests. Just like, and and she's she's a little young, maybe, but like, like, are you into art? Do you want to draw? Are you into music? Do you want to sing? Are you into math? Are you into, like, just trying to figure out what that niche is? Mm-hmm. Because as an adult, you often think, like, if I had figured this out when I was eight, how different would it be if I if I had started podcasting at eight years old because that's what I wanted to do? How much better at podcasting would I be right now? How, 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 like, how, how further down that dream would I have taken it if I started at eight years old with the responsibility of an eight year old? I think that there is a difference between being eight and a difference between going back in time and being eight with the brain you have now. Oh, absolutely. And so, but like, as a parent, you want to make sure, just like I said before, like, I want to make sure that my daughter knows that if she wants to go to a friend's house or she wants to invite a friend to, to do something or come over to the house that's that's an option like that's something you can do so you want your kid to know that, like do you want to play baseball do you want to play softball do you want to play volleyball do you want to play sports do you not want to play sports do you want to play a musical instrument yeah like do you want to be on tv like what like but and and that's and that's kind of where my question came in was like that per that kid opening opening toys he was pre that he didn't know what he wanted you don't know what you want at 4 or 5 well you don't I do think there comes a point in time where, like, the kids opening toys. Like, I think that, like, the kids that are into baseball. Let's take baseball, for example. Sure. You're Alex Rodriguez. Right. You're you're played for the New York Yankees. You're the top of the top. Right. Top of the pop. That, that, that he started playing Little League. Yeah. There were days probably when Alex Rodriguez did not want to practice baseball. Sure. And his dad told him tough shit. But did he jump and, into baseball because he wanted to, or did he jump into baseball because he was just told to go to baseball? No. Maybe he was. I mean, you see that a lot. Like, as far as sports are concerned, where you see some kids are thrown into baseball, some kids are thrown into football, some kids are thrown into hockey. Like, that kid that was thrown into hockey out of Minnesota or Canada, would he have done soccer if it was sunnier and more available, or would he sure. have done baseball or no he did hockey because his friends around him did hockey everyone around him outside influences had him doing hockey maybe it was his parents maybe it wasn't but there are influences that forced that particular sport on the kid oh yeah right and the kid wants to do it i mean at the end of the day you can only make a kid do something they don't want to do for so long they're they're pretty good about if they don't want to do something it's not going to happen yeah, <laughs> they're they're pretty good about the <laughs> about getting their way as far as that's concerned most of the time. Uh, it's important to know right here that the video stopped recording. 
but okay. their audio is still recording. So okay. if anyone's watching this on YouTube, yeah, the audio will go on. Awesome. Um, sorry, I just saw that. I looked up. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I filled up a hard drive that's like five terabytes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Oops. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm just saying that um, it, you you want to just try to find that thing and nourish it as best you can. And what that is, maybe that's a bit of you, a bit of your influence, and you can feel guilty about that if you want, or just accept it. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, that, that like we like, there's certain things that aren't worth debating. It just they are what they are, and they happen the way they happen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, as a parent, like. If you had the wherewithal to capitalize on your kid's interest early on, I think there's a possibility that you could be an amazing parent that's highly in tune to what your kid wants. Right. Your kid is super turned on and, and has decided what they want early on. Sure. Or I think it's a real possibility that you could see an opportunity, you're capitalizing on it, and the, whatever the kid wants kind of be damned. Uh, well, and that's that's kind of what I'm thinking is like it's not not so like if the kid loves it, it's great. Like, but what kid at five years old doesn't love opening toys? Like, so what I'm saying is, at some point that can, and it may not always, that can become a pageant mom type of situation, right? Yeah, I, where it's like, no, you're gonna get the fuck out there, and you're gonna open up some fucking toys. Yeah, like because and they the dad toxic. sees those. Ding, 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 ding. They they see that they see that cash those 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 dollar signs that, are rolling and that could be toxic. But at the end of the day, that toxicity doesn't last. I mean, that honey boo boo girl, mm. right? And all the other girls that we saw on because honey boo boo, if you remember how that came apart, she was like one of the characters on a larger show about the the toddler pageants. Oh yeah, and then she had her own spinoff show, Pageant Moms or whatever the fuck it was right. called. But like, where the fuck are those kids now? And it's at, at some point in time, if, if you have your kid opening presents at five years old and he's loving it, and you're making videos out of it. And at six or seven years old, he doesn't want to open toys anymore. But you tell him, get your fucking ass in there and open these fucking toys, right? You tell him that. That's only going to work for a couple of episodes. Yeah. And then the quality's not going to be there. And and you're not going to keep the viewership because there's going to be some other five-year-old kid whose dad's opening toys for him. Catch what I mean? No, yeah, I absolutely do. And so, like, if the kid's not in it, it's not going to keep going. But if the kid's in it, it's going to keep going. And at, at some point in time, I really believe the kid's going to be in it because there's this other weird responsibility you have as a parent because your kid wants to please you. It's like it's like that 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 thing like if you asked your grandma, I would love an apple pie right now. She's gonna bake you a fucking. She's apple gonna pie. bake you an apple pie. She'll be in the ICU, <laughs> cutting pot, cutting apples. That kid up there, cutting apples. If if those words were to come out of her mouth, like all the grandparents would be like, "How do we make this fucking apple pie?" You would have eight different apple pies. <laughs> right. You'd have an apple pie contest in no yeah. time. Yeah. No one in your family's ever made an apple pie, but if that kid upstairs said they wanted an apple pie, you're getting them. I know one or two grandparents that would just go up to fucking McDonald's <laughs> and get the apple pie at McDonald's. Yeah. And let me tell you something. They would win. They would win. 
They would win. <laughs> they that would thing win. is molten lava, but it's delicious. That thing, they would win. They'd be like, look, 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 don't touch it yet. Let me get this scoop of ice cream to go next. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Oh, let me yeah, yeah. let me get you a McFlurry for you to uh-huh. dip that thing uh-huh. in. Cool, yeah. To cool off your mouth. Cool it down. No, and but that's but what's great. That's the, the 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 apple pie and the McFlurry are the React video of YouTube. It's gonna win every time. That's so like your grandparents just want that approval from her. Yeah, she wants that approval from you. Like more than anything. Yeah, and, and I'm like I'm willing it, to bend over backwards. For and that. it's kind of obvious. Like now, it's kind of easy to do. Like you don't have to do much. Like you just show up and smile. And she'll smile back at you, right? It's easy. And it doesn't take long for it to get complicated. It, it seems stays, like it stays easy for a while, actually. Just as long as you keep feeding her and keeping her ass clean, like it's pretty easy. But there's gonna come a time when like they're gonna want things that you can't give them, or they're gonna like they're gonna want something like, no, you cannot have an RPG. Like I can't even have one of those. Like you, you can't have a grenade. I can't. I can't do that. Sure. Right. You're gonna have to say no, or you're gonna have to like break their hearts about it. But the other end of the round is like you're, they're gonna do stuff, and they're gonna like look at this, look at this. They're gonna want to show off because they want your approval. They want that approval. So if you're that dad that says, "Hey, let's open up presents and make YouTube videos," and if you're that you're, you're that dad that's coaching your kid, and you're going, "Hey, look at these views." Look how this channel's growing. Me and you, buddy, we're doing a great job. You're so good on camera. You're doing a great job opening these boxes, right? So now that kid's getting all of that approval that they want, right? Yeah. Same thing if they're if they're just playing baseball, Little League Baseball. Hey, great job, kid. You had two hits out there, kiddo. It was great watching you play that baseball, right? You just They get that approval, right? I'm so proud of you for what you're doing. Yeah. And you give that you give that to them, and that's enough fuel to make them keep doing whatever it is they're doing. You could you could convince them to kill people. I am so proud of you for shooting that person in the head. It's just <laughs> a great job, right? Right, and they they're happy, right? Yeah. And they're not a psychopath at that point. They just want your approval. It's crazy to think like the give and take you have with your kids. Like how how much they want your approval, but also like how much they just will say no, and there's absolutely nothing you can do to change their mind on it. Mm-hmm. Right? They can just no. Yep. And you're like, okay, we're not eating things that are the color green. I got you. I guess we're done. <laughs> I guess we're done here. Yep. Moving on. Right. And then there's that Northern Lights experience. There's there's the NLE. Nothing like you just got to teach him to chase that NLE. That's what it's all about. Man, I'm, not even, I'm not even chasing it. I just, if you're out there and you've got it, share. Let me know what I'm looking at financially because I think I could afford, I think I could afford like a, an upper middle NLE. I'm not talking about like a Robin Leach NLE, but I'm no. talking about a decent NLE, you know? Yeah. I'll save up for it. Yes. No one's looking to be on the elite list. Like, come on. Yeah. You just need to see. You just need a, a, like, it doesn't even have to be a polar bear skin rug, okay? Just give me a regular bear skin rug. Give me the stars. Give me the northern lights. Yeah. That's all I want. That's all I want. 
Good, classy, and L.E. Just something classy. You can follow this guy on Twitter, at Banshee underscore radio. While it's still there, enjoy it. I'm loving you guys. Head on over to Bumble. I mean, Hive. (laughs) At Banshee Radio. You can follow him there. Um, I am Lopez, and uh, you can follow me at Lopez Radio on Twitter, at Lopez Radio on Bumble. I mean, Hive. (laughs) Okay. so going to get in trouble. Uh, They don't listen. (laughs) Come on, man. Let's be real. They've never listened to what we have to say. They don't. Mine stopped listening long ago once you realized who the fuck I am, all right? She's Uh, like, I know you. You love him, though. She's been listening from the other room, I bet. <laughs> Taking notes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to hear something. She's like, oh. so when you were yelling out about uh, <laughs> the, uh, the uh, Northern Lights experience, <laughs> being we, like the GFE, what are you saying, man? <laughs> we, are you saying you like, your dick sucked? Was that hey, what's going on? Is that what's happening? Are you getting on a polar bear rug <laughs> by some guy missing a couple teeth? <laughs> right? When he turned to one side, he got like, <laughs> and on the other side, he got like, chomp, 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 chomp. right? No. No, that's not what I'm saying. I think you were saying that. That's not what I'm saying. All right. What I'm saying is, thanks for hanging out. And uh, find your Northern Light experience. Find your NLE and find your whatever the fuck you do. And uh, maybe don't care as much about the uh, the React video type stuff. Yeah, I forgot because, for a bit. Don't be React. Yeah, don't. Well, just don't. Look, be better. Be better. Set your pride that. to the side. If it works and you don't care. If you want to open gifts until you're 50 years old, if you want to open toys, that's fine too. No one's judging you. But you can do better. Just don't evangelize it to other people. You can do better is all I'm saying. We can all I'm do not better. judging, but you can do better. I know I could do better. No, you're doing the best you can. <laughs> Isn't that a Godsmack song? <laughs> now go away. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Thank you for the drinks. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the fun times. Thank you for the laughs. Good night, everybody. Love you all. Have a great night. Goodbye. <laughs>